Welcome to the Friend Zone. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to talk about our S effect. We've talked about the beauty of donkey milk before. Shout out to Exor Botanical Beauty. Donkey milk cleanser, donkey milk lotion, donkey milk moisturizer, all of the donkey, which works so well for not only dry eczema-prone skin on adults, but also babies. And can we take a moment to talk about this donkey milk retinol we tried from the S Effect? Are you ready to hear about the hottest thing in skincare right now? It's the superhero of retinols, able to lighten up sun damage, hormonal pigmentation, melasma, eczema scarring, you name it. And the best part, it's gentle enough to use without causing any irritation. But wait, it gets even better. The brainiac behind this magical potion is none other than a practicing cosmetic chemist and esthetician named Star. She's the mastermind behind the S-Effect products, and she's here to revolutionize your skincare routine with some of the most unique and effective products we've ever tried. Now look, that retinol may be small, but trust us, it packs a big punch. And to make things even better, we're giving you 15% off a code that'll make it easier to add this little gem to your cart. So what are you waiting for? Head over to melopop.co and use code FRIENDZONE20 and let us know how it works for you. That's code FRIENDZONE20 at M-E-L-A-P-O-P dot C-O. Welcome to the friends. This is the friend zone. The friend zone. No, you, you see, you, you almost died for something you raised to the best of your ability in beyond. My child never wanted for nothing. Nothing. She had too much. I gave her too much. I gave her too much. on TikTok. <laughs> it's a breaking news. It's the TikTok noise that made me want to choke. It just ruins I'm glad everything. you mentioned it because you don't know what we had to go through to get that message. Now, I don't know if y'all know who that was. Yes. Um, but I had to I had to do, you know, a lot to get that. That wasn't who y'all think it was. That wasn't the mother of Angela White. That was actually, I'm going to tell you exactly who that was. That was actually Mary Ann McLeod Trump. No. no. <laughs> the mama of Donald Trump. And now y'all know I don't really play in the dark arts and the spirits. You know, oh God, but she didn't go on the glory. We, we didn't got on the hi-fi Wi-Fi up in heaven to get a posthumous <laughs> message from Mother Trump on the day of Donald high going clanky clank, clanky clank. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the friends on your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental. Lock his ass up. Cause who no. in the hell wants to outlaw ex-president? So we know that today is the day that Donald Trump, you know, is supposed to be getting arrested. And we Supposedly. can't wait to see them silver bracelets on his fat wrists. Okay. <laughs> we, can't, we can't wait to see it. Uh, and so we wanted to know how 
the family, you know, not the family we normally get, not them, you know, the robot AI ass children he has, not them. We're talking about the mama, okay, the source of all this, okay? It's still Women's History Month. And since she is a woman <laughs> and this is and he's history, we had to find out what she had to say about him getting arrested. So that's and why she she's said. she's history. Yeah. Justin, you are. Wow. So that's why we had to find out. So we, we went to a medium. We did. We had to go to a medium. <laughs> but we got the message. Was and it I the one that Robin and Juan used? In, uh... <laughs> it was the gay, the gay one. They'd be on E. <laughs> Because we had I to mean, relate. Yes. <laughs> so I said, I need somebody that's going to just buy in automatically. So I looked at him and said, hey, brother, <laughs> I need your help. I need you to send out a bat signal. Okay. Oh, he goodness. Did. Some circular stuff started going up in the air and orbiting off a of wine. The next thing I knew, she was talking. And that's what she had to say. So that's good riddance, crazy. Donald Trump. Goodbye to you. I can't oh. wait to see them throw all the books at you. I've wanted nothing more than to see your ass get locked up. And so I can't wait. This one is for Hillary. Okay. Is it a gun? Is it a gun? Is it a Is it? Okay. It's going up that hill. That's right. She's running up that hill. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's right. Stop one moment. Dustin Ross, the way that I screamed alone in my apartment Mm -hmm. on Sunday watching Drag Race. Mm -hmm. Somebody did it. <laughs> See, Dustin, I know that you don't fuck. I mean, I know that's not your world, but mm-hmm. there were things for us this season to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, Aww. like from start, and when I told you about the Selena's and uh, the Yolanda Selena. Oh joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, oh, "I'll be Yolanda this season." Anyway, the girl that was Selena, Selena's titties. She had to lip sync this that week against another name. girl. I know. <laughs> Every time you say it, <laughs> Selena it has titties. So uh, she had to lip sync against another girl to fucking run, uh, Kate Bush. I was like, I cannot believe <laughs> this is coming right now. And they, uh, it was her and another girl, uh, Lucy, uh, Lucy Laduca. You want to know anyway, why? Because it's a hit that goes across the aisles of life. Oh yeah, that sure. song will bring anybody together. And next thing you know, we'll all be. <laughs> Running up that hill, running up that building, yeah, okay? We know Donald Trump is going to be running under the building. We hope they throw his ass in lockup, solitary confinement, uh, no food, you know, torture. That's what I'm advocating for, essentially. I want mm-hmm. I want waterboarding and caning and, you know, all the other shit that's against the law over here. You know what I'm saying? Since he's obsessed with immigration, let's immigrate some of these motherfucking uh, disciplinary policies and procedures over here on his ass. Literally, I would love to see a boat or some Euroab canoe with slapping him across his flat ass. <laughs> I would love to see that. You want him punished like Cersei? Yeah, shame. Yeah, shame. Right, it's time for some good old fashioned <laughs> slut shaming. You know he's a slut. <laughs> Let's go on and shame him. Talking about Stormy Daniels, he brought up Stormy Daniels in his little video oh message yesterday. Did you see it? I'm I like, bet. Horse face Stormy Daniels. That's what he said. If she looks like a she horse. She's been on Twitter going. What do he look like? Wow. A rhino. A motherfucking, a motherfucking Pumba. Shit. On that note. So I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm that white lady that was on the porch in that mink coat with the champagne glass. You know oh, that picture? That's yep. me. In the central park. <laughs> Running up that. Hit it, friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you in this one too, goddamn it. We on the right <laughs> side of history. That's it what this so is. Funny. And thank you. How were your weekends? What you guys do? 
Is it still snowy in New York? No, it's actually 60 degrees today. Oh, my Lord. 60 degrees and sunny today right now. Um, This was a good weekend. I worked all weekend and I actually got to go screen a really dope film, um, uh, a documentary uh, that's five years in the making um, by Mm. this gentleman named Roderick. It's called Black Mask. It's a study of black masculinity. Really, really dope film um, that I got a chance to screen in Brooklyn this weekend. Uh, sounds good. Yeah, it was a dope weekend of the arts. You know, I'm a, I'm surely real to the bullshit. I'm a patron of the arts. Okay, speech. <laughs> uh, that's how I am. <laughs> so I'll be sitting and I'll put my butt in them seats and support the arts. So that was a great opportunity for me this weekend. I love that. What about you, Asante? How's your weekend? <laughs> well, um, speaking of the weather, last week I had to travel. I went to Atlanta and the weather kept my plane grounded for hours Mm-mm. and it sucked. Oof, that's the worst. It was the worst. And then I landed in Atlanta and luckily I beat traffic still somehow. I landed early enough to still not have to deal with the traffic. So that was a blessing. But um, my weekend was fantastic. The reason I was in Atlanta was because I got to join the ladies of the See the Thing Is podcast. Hey, Kelly. congratulations, ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes, congratulations to them for completing their now two tour. shows. Yeah, yeah uh, they're on their <laughs> first tour. Uh, their first tour stop was in L.A. So technically it's their first show in Atlanta. So I got to be part of it. Um, I'll be with them for their Philly, Washington, and New York stops of the tour. See you in New um, York, 31st. I'll be in the oh, building. Oh, cute. Yep. How'd it go? Um, it was amazing. First of all, first of all, um, well, should I get the black uh, the black business out, uh, out of the week right now? Yes. Yeah, can I keep going with my bullshit? Uh, you know, let me just go on ahead and do the black business of the week, which Fran has so graciously allowed me to do. So I appreciate. <laughs> um, shout out to Golden Jewels Visuals. Golden Jewels Visuals. They did the photo booth and uh, photos at the part the party at the it felt like a party at the tour. Um, they took the most amazing photos. They did like the little uh, boomerang type photos. That's they did like the three sixty photos. They sent them to you right then. Then they would send uh, if you want them emailed to you. Like I think they Bluetooth them right to your phone right then. Anyway, they are like a one stop shop. They are black owned. So if you are not trying to go through the hassle of renting a photo booth and having someone run it. These people own the equipment already. They know how to work it. They know how to run it. And obviously, the customer service is unmatched because I enjoy them. That's if you want to look them up, please go on to uh, <clears throat> please check out their website at goldenjv.com. You can reach out to them uh, directly at goldenjewelsvisuals at Gmail. Again, they're Atlanta based. They have all their plans and pricing on there, but they are willing to travel. I got to kick it with them after the show, and they were just so funny. I put up some pictures on my Instagram, and I put up a video of me talking about Top Flight being asleep. The, uh, that was done on their equipment. Everything was uh, great. Anyway, Golden Jewels Visual. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Uh, back to the show. The show was amazing. Um, shout out to Nia Amber. She was an artist that they had. Uh, she was one of the, uh, they do a freshly squeezed segment on the show. So for the live, they had an artist perform. Nia Amber, uh, Trina Sander. She sounds fucking amazing. Her team was gracious. And um, Bridget performed before she performed and she performed after her. Sing, Bridget. Um, I wanted saying Bridget saying she performed well stuck in the gray and she also (laughs) did uh right and she also damn I can't believe I just forgot it oh my god it's it's the one anyway Bridget sang her ass off and Nia at one point was singing along Mm -hmm. and I was like now I need this duet this the duet I ain't never knew that I needed right here (laughs) so um shout out to the both of them Mandy B and Bridget they put on a hell of a show they looked great they were doing a 90s uh throwback I saw 
the, the outfits, um, the airbrush. Yeah, mm-hmm. the airbrush. <laughs> Mandy took her ass out to Greenbrier Mall and shit. <laughs> and, you know, just because we're here and I'm here, I just want to just give a general shout out to Atlanta. Atlanta is not for everybody, <laughs> but Atlanta is my home. It's where I'm from. Every time I go back, I have, it's like a movie for me. Uh, shout out to all the people that were at the show that were fans of our show as well that were asking about us and just anybody that has ever supported anything that any of us have been part of or us supporting each other it's just always super 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 dope so just that was always a fun city on tour too Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it was always atlanta dc lit every time that were just so fun because their energy is unmatched so hyped in the audience always sold out yeah like yeah, I missed those Yeah, movies. Atlanta was a movie. Um, shout out to the show. <laughs> shout out to the strip club. Small shout camera. out to uh, <laughs> the strip club. <laughs> we went to Cheetahs. <laughs> we was at Cheetah. Fred, have you ever been to Cheetahs Lounge? The Cheetah Lounge? I didn't go with y'all. No, we went to. Where did we go? No, we didn't go. Wait, wait, you Crystal. Can't, you can't. You went to Magic City. <laughs> I was about to say you can't smoke. Uh, you can't smoke in Cheetahs. Oh, okay. Uh, we were, we was at uh, damn. Where was we at? We wasn't at Magic City. Uh, Onyx? Uh, we was at Onyx. Onyx. Yep. Okay. Where the drug dealers be? I love it there. <laughs> yes. We we were Ooh, this last time where the white girls were, uh, which was uh, not the, okay. That's... It wasn't the worst, <laughs> but I actually had a lot of fun in there. Shout out to... <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to shout the strippers out. Shout I out to the say, strippers. Okay. I had some, I had, there were a lot of girls in there. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. A lot of ones thrown around. Mandy had Remember a, Mandy Onyx has and the, the strippers were like, friend, we can't dance in front of you. <laughs> and one of them was a friend's own listener. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was hands down the funniest thing that's ever happened. It was a group of girls. I went to the bathroom. This was at Onyx years ago. And there was like maybe three or four in the dances. They was like, no. (laughs) They were like, we love you. Oh, my God. No, we can't dance in front of you. I was like, it's okay. That's right. Plant-based dancing. Mm Self-care. Well, (laughs) I was so wretched. I and was it's a women's strip club. club. No meat. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, but honestly, the, speaking of meats, the food, all of the food was good at the strip club, which I'm just happy to it report always back. Is so, the best. Randomly? It, 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 yes, it, <laughs> I know how that works it very much like so that. was. So mm-hmm. shout out to them for that. But this weekend was a movie for me. I enjoyed turning 35, hey. despite happy my hesitations. Thank you so much. You already wished me a birthday on there. And let's the fucking wish him an me. official happy birthday on the friend zone. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. We Sunday. love you so much. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, I'm glad you baby. had fun, too. I can see it on your face that it was like a good birthday. Right. Post it was glow. a really good birthday. <laughs> it, it was, Look, for, for nothing to have been planned. That's the best. It still went It was down. a really good birthday. It, yes. Hey. Very much oh. so. Hey. So many things I wish I could say on this show, but I'm glad never you be said. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Friend, what about you? How was your weekend, friend? What you been up to? How Man, is Man, I'm just happy that we are officially in spring. Mm-hmm. Oh, we made oh, it to yes. the other side. It was so beautiful in Portland this weekend. The sun was shining. We were outside in in hoodies. No jackets. There was no no snow, no rain, no cold. Going Ooh. for walks. You know, you go for that long walk because you're just mad happy. It's finally nice outside. Mm-hmm. Got some ice cream, sat out. Just like a really 
happy childlike weekend yeah. of just like being happy to be in the sun again. So that is just makes my year. I think the first day of spring, the first day of summer are probably my two favorite uh, days of the year, especially I told y'all my new ritual is going to be spending uh, the first day of summer in New York. Mm. Like I did this last summer. Cause remember I was there for a month with y'all. We had so much fun last summer. Oh, I just hear A. Marie in my head. Just immediately. The first day of summer, all I heard was the beginning. I mean, you know how it's so unmatched in New York? Everybody's happy as fuck. Just walking, just Mm -hmm. outside, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. outside. So it was that feeling here. Um, so I'm happy. It just puts me in a good mood. I love spring. I love the sun and the flowers yes. and the birds. Y'all know I'm. That's all I need. I'm yeah. a simple woman. <laughs> but yeah, that was my weekend. Just really outside. My version, I should say, of outside. <laughs> Speaking of outside, have you guys mm-hmm. seen that? Um, I guess it's a viral TikTok or meme that's going around where. They take the the music from that song by Mo3 outside. Said to mm-hmm. come outside, and they have, they make it sound like the trunk is rattling, and they add the audio to movie old movie scenes where people are driving cars. So they're like, I'm if not- Michael Myers was black, <laughs> and it's a scene of him pulling up in that station wagon, but you hear that song that outside, doom doom doom, like the trunk rattling, and then they got other ones from Michael Jackson's videos where they added the music to him driving. It's so goddamn black funny. Black people and TikTok, you know. Damon told me about it. That would be Damon. I was like, "Nigga, you gonna be dying," and I was. <laughs> and speaking of Damon, we posted the uh, live stream that we did with oh. Dustin's brother Damon up on our Patreon for those of you hey, who Patreon. were looking forward to it and may have missed it. Patreon.com forward slash the Friend Zone Podcast. I also just did an episode of the Woo that goes up today with right. Y'all know I post my long ass episodes once a month, <laughs> but um, I had a conversation with Natasha Nelson of Supernova Mama, who yes. had come on to discuss, you know, conscious parenting from this perspective of kids and then from the perspective of black parents. But I had her come on to talk about growing up black and autistic mm. and what that experience was like. When was she diagnosed? How did that uh, work out when she was trying to date, you know, mm-hmm. getting married. What about college, friend groups within her sibling group? You know, was she treated differently? Was she supported? Uh, what are the resources that she feels are lacking? And just how as a society we could do better, you know? And it was just such a great conversation. I think conversations I was telling her like that, you always walk on eggshells a little bit because you don't want to say the wrong thing, you know, And but it was perfect. It flowed perfectly. Um, I'm happy that she felt comfortable enough to really share her experiences and and just her advice, you know, of parents of autistic children and, and people with autism themselves. So incredible conversation. Shout out to Natasha for, yes. for sharing her story and definitely check that out as this week's, well, this month's episode of The Woo on our Patreon um, whoa, whoa. Right? Do you guys have any announcements before we get into the show? Show? No, not this week. I don't. I don't have an announcement, but just real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. It just it wasn't even relevant. I just, you sure? Because you made. It I, there's seem just good. something that I cannot let go of, and in a moment that you were saying, you know how like some certain conversations you walk on eggshells on, mm-hmm. it made me think about Twitter and why Twitter won't stop 
suggesting that I follow a person that has put up a clip of themselves being irresponsible. Uh, they were this. There's a person. They're a comedian. They're a gay comedian. They put up a clip of themselves trying to t- talk about pronouns are scary, but they had like a very bad like joking bit, or it was it wasn't bad. It just it was poor taste. It didn't rather, land. yeah, it, it didn't land. And so they've just spent the past like week and a half, two weeks on Twitter being wrong. And I just thought about that and I was going to bring it up. And that's why I was like, never mind, because it's really not important. So it's really that for you tab, too, that they added to Twitter yes, that now like, puts you into conversations the... you don't choose to be a part of. Thank you, Elon. It's stressful. I don't want it anymore. I thought when I paid, I was getting some features where I could remove less of the hoorah that I don't Everyone want. Everyone wants but... to be TikTok. It is just the most yes. frustrating thing. Sad. But check that out if you haven't already. And once again, thank you so much to all the support for the Living for We podcast I'm doing with NPR Idea Stream. Uh, a flyer has gone up on their platforms uh, for the event that I told you guys I will be a part of as a way to celebrate the podcast. It's coming up in Cleveland, Ohio on uh, Saturday, April 29th. Once I, uh, it's a, it's a look, the location's called a loft on the lake and it's very, mm, very beautiful. Uh-huh. Yes, it, like it. it is. Right. So those of you from Cleveland probably already know where that is. Um, but as I get the, the ticket information, that's when I will post it on my socials. So that way it's just a lot more useful of a process, right. but just kind of wanted to give you the heads up that that's already circulating. And thank you so much for all the ratings and the comments and the feedback Really, really proud of this work. And uh, our next episode will be coming out next week. What the voicemail be- sound like this week? Did they adhere to Much your message? Better. Okay. Because <laughs> that was, that was, That's, you it know was what? gentle I'm actually parenting glad. <laughs> that you did last week. Okay. But it was partially I, my fault because I didn't give super clear instructions. So I can't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for mentioning that, though, because uh-huh. thank you for those who updated your voicemails and actually left voicemails that we can use at the end of the episodes. Because I really want you guys to be a part of this. So. Right. I'm glad that you rectify. <laughs> sometimes you just need, you know, sometimes you just nudge. need somebody to hold your hand a little bit. You know? I need it a lot. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put your and hand in the hand. Say, you blessed us with our black business, which means that we can jump into the recap segment. So Asante had an episode the week before last where he walked us through some TikTok and Twitter street hot topics. Of course, those of you listening had a lot to say. Uh, you want me to go first since it looks like you might I, need I can, time. but you, I, just because I'm laughing, I'm ripping this comment, but you, you can go just so I can read through a couple more. Okay. So let's see. The one that I picked is from D Swag. Wait, hold on. D Swag 2K18 says, My life really shifted when I turned 35. That was the year I came out the closet, started therapy, and got back to the root of my faith in God. Life has always gone up from, okay. okay. <laughs> What a year. Jordan year. Shit. Okay. Life has only went up from there. And as I approach 40 next year, I am even more excited. Okay. That was a good batch. 
<laughs> years right there. Okay. Shout out to you, DK Swag. Okay, DK so Swag I'm, doing oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Would you find us on day? Sunny day. Well, Jasmine had <laughs> she has a thread here, so I'm gonna read just a few of these. Jasmine said, "I'll be 40, and I'm just not feeling okay. I kind of flubbed my 30s, and I've been resting a lot in MIA." Mortgage yeah. current, though, bills paid, and my dogs want for nothing, but maybe more walks. Mm-hmm. I'm currently I thought they made that... friends, like they be paying for the bottle. <laughs> my dogs want for nothing. I thought they made I'm up, so, you know, <laughs> I'm doing you good. Thought, my people was like, yeah, but it's still cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like, oh, she means pets. <laughs> dogs want for nothing but maybe more walks i'm working on that last one because they deserve all the walks so yeah she she, she holding it down for her dogs just they deserve all the walks jasmine ended up being funny twice for no reason so i shout saw out to the you, next jasmine. one the geriatric oh yeah one. <laughs> that was she had commented earlier she's like i'm a geriatric child free millennial and i saw north and laughed she had ice spice down for real North really was on that ice spice and everything about that moment was so funny to me last week. And I don't know why people were like mad about it. I get that there could be like something to say about things, but I was just like, damn, There's for real, all it is. about everything. That's the thing. <laughs> but shout out to you, Jasmine. Every time I'm in the zone. <laughs> From Grammy Award winners, Lewis What York. about you, Dustin? What'd you find out there? Um, in them streets. This, this had me about to pass out. Uh, I'm actually going to send it to our group thread so that our wonderful engineer Ty can add it to <laughs> the audio because the oh listeners deserve oh, this. No. <laughs> but this had me dying. This is actually a tweet from at Material Ho, M-A-T-E-R-I-A-L. Material Ho. Yeah. H-E-A-U-X-X. And it said, me introducing my cat to my cow. I already know. Me out this movie. Me out this move. What? Me out this move. It's from Cardi B and Normani. <laughs> when she said, come take me out this move, Glare. They cut it to me out this move. Me out this move. They <laughs> sent me in my cat. It's just my cat to my cow. Me out this move. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> I almost passed out. Do you hear me? Uh, I also want to give a shout out to our boy, friend of the. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show our homeboy Marlon Palmer shout out to Toronto's own Marlon, Marlon Palmer he's so damn funny hey. that's our homeboy at that dude McFly legendary iconic Twitter personality so put some respect on his fucking name and that goes for <laughs> the US and parts of Canada okay <laughs> put some respect <laughs> on Marlon's name now he tweeted in response to an account from uh, underscore Panama Gold who said Met a quote passport bro, end quote, who told and which we all know who that group of of um, nothingness is, right? Mm-hmm. So they said, Met a passport bro who told me that the hookers in Colombia are charging these mongrels sixty to one hundred dollars for sex work. I'm gonna make my way out there to teach the girls how to run the pockets. Six hundred to one thousand dollars plus gonna be the new <laughs> price in a few months. Cause what? So Marlon quoted that tweet and he said, LOL, the response to passport bros is passport sister pimping. Because that's a lady. Who, that was a girl who tweeted that. Because <laughs> it's like, wow. what are you talking about? You finna be, you You act like you liberating these uh, sex workers. You're pimping. You're trying to be talking about your come out there and be a pimp. No, like, but you what? know what? That's some real shit. Do you know I did that when I was in college? 
I wait, swear on everything. Wait, 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 friend. Let me tell I you, was, if you was a pimp, I, was I ain't shaming. No, I was not a pimp because I didn't get <laughs> a cut. That's what it sounded like you was going. <laughs> no, when I was, I was like, in college, y'all know not... I lived in Brazil my junior year mm-hmm, college, mm-hmm, right, as a study mm-hmm. abroad program. And we befriended these sex workers that um, were Male paying, like, female okay. and we got cool with them and have conversations and it just got real honest so they we were talking about money and how much they charge and like with different countries and the, the conversion rates and we would mm-hmm. be like nah y'all charging too low like mm-hmm. you you don't understand what that and we would tell them like that's literally like ten dollars you know we mm-hmm. would explain it in their version of the money and, and they the like, oh, my God, God. yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like, no, girl, no, no, no. That's Charge right. more. And I remember being in college, 11th, was, you hear me, 11th grade. And, and, and t- that is not 11th grade. And be <laughs> It's really the same information. Them, I could have, you know, I conceptually, I grasped all you the same said. stuff in 11th grade as college. So it really is the same thing. Okay, I'm supporting AP. you right now because it's the same thing. <laughs> Go on, friend. But I would tell them, like, you know, when we would have that kind of conversation and just give them tips, too, on how to navigate the, the American difference is. Males. <laughs> you were sharing, you was dropping gems and putting someone you had created a personal relationship with As up on game. As opposed to flying there to be this, like, hey, round y'all up. <laughs> Ronnie from the Players Club over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My Barker, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Heidi Fleiss over here is the one who is saying she going out there to up the rates and put them on game. and you know, some Just in general, that's a pimp. So, I ain't mad at her though. I understand yeah. the sentiment. Well, you know, the the, the 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 head the head that wears heavy is the head that wears the crown, and heavy is the hand that leans on the cane, the pimp cane. That is. Uh, so but that was funny to me. That was funny. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to this account. Was funny. <laughs> this is just something funny for us to laugh at. It's at Munch Re M U N C H R I H. So you know it's an I Spice and Rihanna stand account. You already know what to expect. Munch. They tweeted a thread that said I Spice's activism over the years with a heart, and it's a thread, and it shows different verses. Uh, the I saw that. that. Said by for her activism. So just go. Not ahead. me going through the thread <laughs> thinking. That- <laughs> oh my god. When I clicked the first one, I was like, shut up. Oh, I, I was like, it said I did it. I said I did it. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> it made perfect sense to me. I knew what it was. That shit that I <laughs> but that's what I have for this week. That's it. Twitter's so crazy. Okay, so Asante, you know, we double up when we I do, do the recap, I, look, right? So I, last I week's episode was a study on delusion. And it was a shoot the shit episode, no hot button, no segments, just whatever wanted to come up. What'd you find on the streets, Asante? Well, a lot of mess over here on Patreon. I felt like everybody <laughs> was feeling the conversation, a lot of the conversations we were having. Um, Crystal says, yes, watch Unprisoned. It's so good. I'm on the fourth episode and it's a trip. Can that be the next show for the binge? I really want uh, to watch the escape show. When Dustin was talking about Latasha and her husband telling her what to say, I wonder why women who have their careers prior to marriage then seem to give control to the husbands as if he was there from day one. That's so odd to me. He kind of was, but she's still making points. Yeah, Chris, I mean, Chris was asking questions. He kind of was cares, there so from day one, but she's still fucking right. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, friend? What'd you find out there in them streets? Um, on Twitter, Christy F said, Y'all was asking about an unproblematic reality show that's good. And to me, that would be Lizzo's show on Amazon. Oh. Yes, that's a good example because we were asking what reality show is still thrilling without anyone busting each other's asses mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. being crazy to each other, which, whoo, cannot wait to talk about where I'm at. <laughs> The people people want a whole episode of you recapping Potomac, (laughs) of you having catching up. I love that people are like, yes, friend, jump on that TV land with Dustin. Y'all got to square this out. But yes, I'm very excited to catch up today because I have gotten very far, very, very far in the seasons. And I'm looking forward to that recap. But that's it for our recap segment. Real talk. We could all use a little support when it comes to making tough decisions. Get a clear course of action and a fresh perspective from a Path Forward psychic. Readings from Path Forward go beyond basic predictions. Their circle of intuitive psychics will look more deeply into your concerns and provide details, insight, and next steps towards reaching your goals. No need to stress about confidentiality. Readings are always private between you and your trusted psychic. So... You can get no judgmental, straightforward advice in a safe space around your unique situation. Day or night, Path Forward Psychics are available 24-7 to talk by phone or online chat. Plus, they've been carefully screened to ensure you the most authentic and genuine psychic readings possible. Through greater wisdom, you can achieve a better outcome. Are you ready to take control of your life? Get a 10-minute psychic reading for just $2 on your first reading. Call 1-800-429 and mention the promo code FRIENDZONE to get started. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega, Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake, and real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected and the fakes rejected. So ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Now let's jump into, I'm like, what else do we do on this show? Do the recap. Now let's jump into the button segment where this week I'm taking over the conversation. It was slightly inspired by Potomac. Because I had had, I was telling the guys I had this conversation in my notes. Sometimes things will come, you know, ideas will come to me. I'll jot them down so I don't forget it. 
And then I just revisit it as it kind of pulls to me, like, okay, now's the time to do this it's episode. It's called being an artist, combo. darling. You're an artist. These are a the creator. arts. You're a creator. <laughs> so you have to have insp- you have to be inspired. Okay. You know? This is what shit that Charlie Ralph was fucking talking about <laughs> on that Emmy stage. Okay. Species. Okay. And Go then ahead. watching you know, the women in Potomac, specifically season five, and just <laughs> People's responses to anger, how people anger, it just was so fascinating. I was like, you know what? Now is the time to pull up that convo I wanted to have about anger <laughs> and our relationship to it. Um, I was going to do my sort of science you know, psychology today style where we do, uh, we pull mm-hmm. up like stats and studies. But I really wanted this to be more conversational and experience based because mm-hmm. I, I want less about the science and more about just like your personal relationship to anger. And then of course we could bring in the pop culture right. <laughs> items that kind of tie into it since I was inspired by that. Um, my first question to y'all is first of all, when you get angry, yes. how would people that know you, right? Friends, family that have actually seen the real version of your anger, all mm-hmm. versions of it. How will they describe how you anger? I don't know which one of you wants to go first. I'm hot. I'm hot <laughs> with anger. Ooh. I don't know. I, I feel like I look like um, I'm going like I look like still. <laughs> but then you just see me seething. Like, I feel like people can see me seething at times and I don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't even realize that. Like, because, you know, when you're processing in your head, even if it is anger sometimes or it might not be like outward anger. I like I don't really try to be like I don't want to be angry so I don't try to like go off full aggressive when I'm angry like I really try to figure out how can I not be as angry as I'm beginning to feel when I start to feel angry which sometimes in turn makes me feel more angry right (laughs) so you're more of like an internal hot like it's processing silently and it's not expressed immediately Yes. Okay. Exactly. I can see. I mean, I've witnessed. Yes. <laughs> I think we're kind of similar in that sense. What about you, Dustin Ross? The Aries. Well, you know, <laughs> first of all, I'm I'm a peaceful person. Um, <laughs> and so it's very rare that I'm angry. Um, but when I am, you'll know because I will lose control. I'll stop caring about right. the general, you know, principles of decorum and, you know, being... <laughs> Um, agreeable and I will begin to react based on the way that I feel, you know, per the situation without regard to keeping any sort of peace or harmony or like I said, decorum, you know, I won't give a fuck. So like if I, and I don't, I'm not proud of that. I'm not saying it's like, and I go off. I hate people like that. Cause the people that, you know, sell that, Mm-hmm. You really don't even be the ones that'll go ahead and really take it there. But like, if I feel <laughs> that I've been wronged blatantly, you know what I mean? Especially by a stranger, then it's difficult for me to keep focus on what's more most important. My patience has grown as I've gotten older and as, Same. you know, and there's a lot at stake, you know, that I have to be present for. I can't really do an OBIT. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got to be, we got to be in this chair every week. You know what I'm saying? It's things I have to do. So I'm I'm more conscious and aware of my choices when it comes to me experiencing moments where I am angry about stuff. But when I'm really angry beyond my own control, 
that's where my actions exist. They're beyond my own control. So I'm not even thinking about anything other than, you know, fucking you up. <laughs> Didn't you Basically. say last week, was it, that you shared the story yeah. of the stranger? Yeah, where it's like, if the person has to take you there. You know what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. Uh-oh. So <laughs> I was somewhere with the person that I've been dating, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we have a lot of history together and, you know, it is what it is. So someone who I saw engaging with him in a way that I knew what was up, like, I know you find my nigga attractive. Like, I, I already can see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He came over to us and he said something that I'm not going to say what he said, but what he said was so disrespectful, I felt. To that you? To yeah, to to both of us really, but to me specifically, which I was just I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that this part it was so unprompted, it was so unsolicited. It was just I could not believe it. And I think that that the absurdity of the disrespect is what made me the next thing I knew, I had they said I yoked them up or whatever, which y'all know what that means. When you grab somebody by the front of their clothes and neck mm-hmm. and throw them up on and the wall. And they're on their toes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they said I had did or whatever. And, but I remember them being like, D, Dustin, Dustin, you know, the people that we was with or whatever. And then I caught myself because, like, number one, I can't be out here fighting, and you know, at nightlife in red state ass, Ohio, and, you know, all this other shit. Like, I didn't want to fuck with the police and all that. I just didn't have time right. for the for the typical, you know, consequences of that sort of behavior. And I cared this time enough to like release this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And then we just had to go outside. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we left the place or whatever. And then he went his way and then, you know, I went mine or whatever, but, and I wasn't proud of that at all. However, I also did not invite that sort of anything to have. I didn't, that wasn't my, it wasn't me. It was him. It was, like you it was didn't a go random person. Yeah. Who just, and I think that sometimes those situations are unavoidable. And so it just was, I was like, okay, I need to be even more mindful of A, the spaces I'm in, number fucking one. And B, because mm-hmm. when you're in certain spaces, you're prone to, or you're, you're vulnerable for certain types of, you know, things and shit. Energy. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, number one, I need to be more mindful of the spaces I'm in. And number two, I need to always zoom out, which is something I talk about on this show frequently. I got to make sure I'm zooming out because I can't be out here on my Kirk Franklin. Stop! You know, like I normally would. You know what I'm saying? I have And people to. press charges now. And, people and do we'll, things for clout. I mean, and they'll bait you to into situations right. like that. Yep. But right, at the right. time... My anger got the best of me because I was so like, no, you didn't. You know what I'm right. saying? And right. I, just, I wanted him to understand that that's how I felt. And the mm-hmm. only way I could think to do that, I was going, I was trying to, my hands were inching up. So I was going for that throat. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to suppress that, <laughs> the larynx. Mm. Okay. But, it but I did. It was just, wildly disrespectful and I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't disrespect other people and I damn sure ain't feel that you disrespect me and so like I just couldn't believe it that that's where you were with it and so I just next thing I knew I was like motherfucker boom boom, right. boom like right, right. there on the motherfucker and that's you know, that sort of flash anger too yeah. where like you said you weren't looking for it as unexpected and it just kind of catches you yeah. off guard and that and 
So I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I'm not quick to anger. Mm-hmm. I think y'all have witnessed it. It takes me, you mm-hmm. have to really have been pushing, 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 pushing. And then, then I am very honest about my anger. Like mm-hmm. I'll say this how I'm feeling. I'll say it. That took years mm-hmm. to even get to that point. Cause I was similar to Asante where I would just internalize it and be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. Nothing's wrong. And people could clearly see that's not true, which doesn't make sense, but I get it. We had to, you know, do whatever we had to do to just make ourselves smaller in those moments because we're trying to figure it out. Um, But I also come from a really fiery household, Mm -hmm. you know, where I think that's uh, kind of what influenced me kind of like hiding when I'm angry because I grew up with a fiery parent that it was just like the house was just like, woo. <laughs> and so I wonder, do you, do you think your parents or the household you grew in, the level of anger you witnessed, how much of that influenced your own, if at all? Yeah, I like I've seen my um, both my mom and my dad they were really into their religion, you know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. would try to like filter it as much right. as they could. But I've seen right. both of them go the fuck off on mm-hmm. people in public. I seen my daddy yoke motherfuckers up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Playing basketball, all kind of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, yeah. And then also, remember, I'm the youngest. I have older siblings. And right. my brother ain't never been about the bullshit whatsoever. <laughs> like, been fighting all his life always been what my sister my older sister y'all know how close we are always been an ass whooper you know what i'm saying i can remember <laughs> being a little kid and then being kicked out of school for fist fights and stuff i remember this yeah and so like i was i, I come from an environment where we are told not to tolerate no bullshit when it comes to disrespect and if People are testing you in a way, trying to intimidate you physically, take a chance and beat their motherfucking ass. Beat so they know not to keep fucking with you. Right. You know? And I'm not saying that's the best way or the most uh, it's not the best, you know, I guess outlook to have, but it is a survival tactic per yeah. whatever community you live Especially in. Especially where we grew up. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? And even now, shit. I don't be I be in nice spaces, but sometimes you gotta you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta, you know, and people be, people have different motivations and intentions. And like I said, they try to bait you into different circumstances. So you have to be on guard. I don't judge nobody for beating somebody up unless it's like domestic violence and shit. But like a street fight. Case by case. Yeah. Case by case. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you have to defend yourself. Sometimes you have to. Right. And we talked about when we had that Good Kid Mad City episode where we talked about parents that kind of force kids to suck Mm -hmm. up, you know, their feelings and not even know how to speak up for themselves in the way that that's actually harmful because you become a shell of a person. You know, you end up with things like that movie we saw. Remember Mm -hmm. we talked about where the guy was calling restaurants saying the workers stole something and making mm-hmm. the managers take off the workers clothes mm-hmm. remember it was like crazy sexual shit. deviant yeah and we were like well why would they take off their clothes and listen to the For manager Wendy's. and it was this whole right and it was this whole discussion about being a compliant person and mm-hmm. how harmful that can be yeah, that's what it's called compliance, compliance it? that's what it was and so just all those layers of like how you're raised to speak up or not speak up can really fuck up 
your life as an yeah. adult and 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 how you move through the world. But I'm curious, Asante, your household, do you think it impacted how you anger? I mean, uh, definitely impacted how I anger, but people also impacted how I anger too. Like, like my mom, I was used to her being... <clears throat> Like, I feel like the messaging for me, for my mom and my household, and then as I even got to know my dad, was always uh, leave people alone or, like, treat people how you want to be treated. Like, if they not bothering you, don't bother them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I've always, like, felt and gone about shit. Right. So, like, for the most part, when I'm angry, like, or when I, like, when I've seen my mom angry, like, she would just go in. Like, like today's, (laughs) the mother you have met today, you know. a different mama. (laughs) She has grown, you know, that's, that, that lady right there, I don't know what portal she came through, but that lady (laughs) is not the same lady that, you know, when I was in third grade, she would be up there letting them teachers have it. When, you know, she would get bad customer service, she's storming out the fucking restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we, we speeding the fuck off from this drive-thru because these motherfuckers act like we not, we haven't been sitting here for 10 minutes. Like, oh, you want me to pay, you me to pay your establishment to stay open to give me bad service oh hell no like my mom is the reason that like i was i learned to just be so cut and dry about certain things Mm -hmm. but then it leaves me emotionally in a wreck on other things because there was i I don't want to say i was a lucky child but i remember people would just do random shit and i didn't realize you know she was probably hating or not hating. I was like, my mom was Yo, hating. Yo, mama was hating. She, <laughs> no, <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't realize that she was really more. Uh, not endorse or she was really more hating the fact that I wasn't. Of the host. <laughs> she was more so hating the fact that I wasn't taking my safety serious in certain situations. Like, I didn't realize that those were the points she was making. Like, got she you. was like, like, we'd be at the ice cream truck and the niggas buying all of us ice cream. And she'd be like, what? she's like, you ain't got no money for the damn ice cream truck. I'm like, the nigga bought us all ice cream. She's like, ain't nobody buying you no damn ice cream or no nigga that I don't know is buying you stuff i'm sitting up here thinking you know like she just mad she ain't buy the damn ice cream but she mad because she don't know who the fuck this right, nigga is right, like right, there's right. levels to it mm-hmm. so then as you get older and you process like what people are doing or why that's when i started to be like okay cool like i don't want to be like my mom and like I, I think because i knew my mom was going off on people <laughs> and I, I don't know why i had to just start making excuses like there has to be some reason people are incompetent or whatever my mom saying that they are so like i don't know why i just started somewhere along the way making excuses for people in that realm but i really feel like that kind of added to it because part of me she was like i could either just go to fuck off on people all the time or i could just figure out a way to let their ass off the hook because this is too much it's, it's less energy this way than just going off on their motherfucking ass yeah right. but the and thing about going, going off, off right you got to be able to back that shit up because to me, like I <laughs> only feel comfortable opening. going off yeah. because I, if I'm going to go off on a bitch, you know what I'm saying? I'm prepared for to that follow means. that up with whatever, you know, I need to follow up. Otherwise, like it's people should just avoid the conflict because everybody ain't just going to let us talk to them any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people who really don't even argue with your ass, who really just... Some people don't argue. Some people just bust you in your goddamn face. And in this day and age, especially with people carrying guns just because mm-hmm. you yelled at their car for road mm-hmm. rage, like, it's not really a time to really play with that. You, you know? pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I personally... The reason that I'm always leave people alone, like, I, even when people have an issue, the reason that I'm, like, trying to, like, get over it, get out of it, I am a person that has been caught up in some shit because I've said the wrong thing, like, out of nowhere. Like, somebody would be like, you know, 
oh, why are you looking like that? And I'm like, well, like, well, why are you looking at me? Like, something wrong with your eye? And they're like, something is wrong with my eye, bitch. What the fuck is your problem? And it's like, That's what the like fuck? Twitter. I didn't fucking know. Listen, so it's like, like, well, good, bitch. Guy seen it first. Oh. <laughs> right. He saw so how rotten like, your ass keep... was before you. I met you, And bitch. I hate, fuck and, you. and I'm, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> I hate that the, I have to, that you, you're almost forced by society that you have to hurt somebody enough to where they do leave you alone verbally or physically or whatever the fuck. That's why I'm always like, I don't really want to put any of this energy out there anyway. Like, that's why even when people are mad or whatever, I'd be trying to figure out like, okay, well, what are we upset about? How can we fix it? Because you don't even want to be mad and I don't want you to be mad. So I want to get to the next part. But when you are mad, you definitely, you know, mad as a, a mad as a vibe. Sometimes you want to be mad for a little bit. Not you know? mad as a Not vibe. That you, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be mad, but sometimes when you mad or you upset, sometimes it feels good until you done got them shots off or whatever. And it's like, I just don't want you getting them shots off on me. So that's why I just be like, bitch, just hurry up and be done so we can get over it. Like, I don't know. I just don't like any of it. That's why for me, the angry is all internal because I don't want to fuck with nobody. I personally don't want nobody fuck with me so i just be trying to leave everybody alone and let and just move on and it's yeah. very easy to stay out of mess it's very easy there's so many like conversations that take place on twitter that i just don't even chime in on i read it all like, oh. and be laughing my what? ass off you'd be fighting rolling. all fucking day if you commented on i don't even thing. leave a comment because i'm not going to put myself in a space of vulnerability to be a, even attached to a lot right. of that, that, those conversations by proxy or whatever the fuck. It's very mm-hmm. easy to mind your business. And it's also mm-hmm. very easy to not involve anyone in things or, or project things on other people. It's, it's, it's very easy to move through the world in a way that you're not unnecessarily inviting drama and stuff in your life, which to yeah. me empowers <laughs> you in your anger, right? When it does come your way, because you like... I don't even be fucking with nobody. I didn't do nothing to nobody. And it's mine and my bullshit. business. So and you know what? It takes a lot of willpower. And it, <laughs> and it takes willpower. Not so much with Twitter, because I really don't care to jump right. into anything. But in real life, where mm-hmm. sometimes people will see that you're not trying to play with them like that. And they it like gets them angrier. Because it's like, yeah. you're not wanting to participate right. in whatever they're trying to rouse out of you. And so... Yeah. They'll try to find ways, say crazy shit, start talking about how you yeah. look or whatever the fuck they got to do to just throw spears at you. And it's like you have to have that willpower to be like, I don't I'm not going to participate in this because they catch you sometimes. <laughs> and you're like, "Ooh, it's a test of like which one of us is more mm-hmm. violent or angrier or stronger. And it's like, I'll let you have it. You win. You yep. win. And I, and it's this thing of like being okay with letting people fucking win. Sometimes I don't care if you think real. I'm pussy. I that's don't care real. if you think I'm a bitch. You want to think that? That's totally fine. It's very hard, especially where we grew up, because <laughs> there's that. You know, you never want to be deemed that person. You never want to be labeled as that because it just kind of opens the door for more people to come at you. But yeah. there comes a time, like Dustin said, you start getting older and you're just like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You got it. I, you know the how many times I have to say you got it to people? You got it. <laughs> like them, when we started hurling insults or like you said, talking about looks and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. in my head, I hear that song, let's dance. Because I'll be like, come on. If, if this is now a contest of us being able to you know, verbally, if we're using our words, well, you would turn that into stand up. Oh my God. Like I have an automatic audience too. Like, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you also have to understand what's on the other side of that, which is normally physical violence. And you have to be It'll, 
okay right. with that. And if you want right. to win, you got to be okay with initiating it. I don't, I'll hit your ass first if I think we can fight. <laughs> I ain't even going to hold you. This isn't, this <laughs> isn't anger driven, but it's, you know, petty rooted. I, I like my, I always think about the energy exchange and then specifically friend, I, I always go back to that episode of Atlanta where Donald Glover was going to therapy and he's talking about this white woman that wronged him. And then by the end of the episode, you realize he didn't play this elaborate ass joke on this white woman that wronged him to get that get back. It's like, (laughs) he was so satisfied until everybody else is looking at him like, bro, you did all this for that. Like, (laughs) because you literally did all of this just to prove that that wrong, like, you know, like to really think about those exchanges. And like, when you angry, ain't nobody thinking about none of that shit right then and there. Right. But, but for me, I usually am (laughs) like, I'm always like right there. Like, okay. Like this could go any kind of way. Like I could say the wrong thing, like, but I don't want to even, I don't even want to be in that, those scenarios. Like, I think that's why I watch a lot of reality TV and I I, like let them engage negatively on there. Cause I don't like that discourse and like my friendships in my real life. So it's like, um, and like the last time I could think about being angry with somebody was, oh, well, it wasn't, it was somebody I was talking (laughs) to and that was very terrible. (laughs) I, uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, sorry, I forgot where I was going. I mm-hmm. took you out. I, Look at that. Because I, I, I found myself upset, and but I found myself able to clearly deliver why I was upset in a, in that moment. See. Like I remember it being like I'm upset, but let me tell this nigga really why I'm upset. Like like because this is what it is. So just say it, mm-hmm. and I said it. I, I remember just being like, <laughs> for me personally, like my meter. There's a difference between being upset or. Um, you know, disturbed by something and being angry. If I still have like mm. a cognitive ability to like reason and apply logic to the situation, right. I'm not angry. You know, right. I'm, when I'm angry, I see red like a bull. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that I'm not Same. reasoning Oof. and being That's logical. I fight. So mm-hmm. that yeah, I don't even and I don't, I'm not angry a lot. I'm not. Same. Like, I'm normally I, I may be pissed off, but I'm not angry. As long as I'm able yeah, to reason and, and shit. Maybe and I'm curious, like, because because we all we all know people have been around people have dated people that anger quick and mm-hmm. and regularly. Right. And mm-hmm. and has there ever been a part of you that like judged people for being angry a lot or angering so quickly or how they handle their anger? Because I think for me, when I was a little younger, I used to find that shit so fucking annoying because because mm-hmm. it would be like. To me at the time, it was like a sign of immaturity. Like, God damn, mm-hmm. the same way like that friend that can't handle their liquor where it's mm-hmm. like, grow up. Like, there has to be a time when you know that three is enough for you. Like, stop. Why do you want to look like this? And I would always not understand why you want to let people pull that out of you so easy and how exhausting that must be. And I just didn't understand it. But I think mm-hmm. now as I've gotten older, where you kind of, even thinking of my mom, right? I always viewed her as this really temperamental, hot-headed, angry person where when she would come home from work, I would have to be like, brace myself for like, woo, here we go. When you hear the door, the the keys in the door, you just don't know what you're getting. And that bracing and that sort of like hypervigilance of like, okay, let me monitor what the temperature is. Um, but now as an adult, I'm like, I see when they say, that anger is like a secondary emotion where it's usually informed by something else, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's like you're disappointed, you're sad, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're, it's like, it's going to inform the level of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's more so now 
as opposed to judging someone for for being quick to anger. Now it's more so, at least I just speak in my relationships, whether it's friends or partners, it's like, can we get to the root of why it got this fiery? Because I don't think that it's this thing. You know what I'm saying? And that to me is how I've built a different relationship with anger, where it's like, if you got, give me all this, (laughs) Let's figure out what the what it's covering, you know, mm-hmm. like what 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 built up for that? Because I think I just judge people thinking like some people just be wilding out. But it's like reality, in my opinion, obviously, this is my opinion, is that sometimes people have so much going on that they're not tending to. And then if it it comes out in forms of anger. And then you view this person as this angry person, but really it's just, they have a lot they haven't tended to. They haven't had time to be happy. They haven't had time to be relaxed. They have, it's just all anger. Mm -hmm. And it's like a fucking vortex where once Mm -hmm. you're in it, you're just in it. You're pissed, you know, like, and and I I view my mom that way. And now she's Mm -hmm. older. Like you said, Asante, with your mom, it's like, she's retired. So that's already a stressor (laughs) that's been Mm -hmm. removed. She actually can like breathe. She don't have Mm -hmm. uh, administrations and bosses and execs on her neck and make, you know, and, and the financial struggles, she's like, you know, doing well. In a better place, yeah. In a much better place where she can breathe. And so anger is still there because we're human, but it's not all there is in her day. So she has room to play in other emotions. And it feels like anger has a place now. It's not just all she's consumed by. So she's not as fiery. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, I think as I've gotten older, I'm understanding our relationship with anger more. And obviously, like, it's a it's a study a continuous study because even with me when I get angry I'm like a calm like I'll, I'll calmly speak to you and I remember <laughs> I remember someone I was dating was like yo I thought you were crazy as fuck because I had found out some <laughs> I had found out something so terrible and and I just talked to him about it and he was looking at me like she has a knife somewhere she gonna stab me this is too calm it didn't make sense to him but I told him in that moment I wanted us to talk about it before I got informed on how angry to be, you feel me? <laughs> see, friend, that see, friend, that I'm like, this is a pause realize. button I'm giving you, brother, <laughs> before you see the anger come in. But see, friend, even when, but but you got to be careful when you do that too, right? <laughs> because I'm winning, right? We're going to crazy. We're going to keep the. I mean, I, I, look, I identify <laughs> with this particular version because I am very much. I remember, I hope there is nobody listening as I am telling some of this business. I remember telling somebody like, listen, are you going to let me see your phone? Or I'm walking out that door. And I am not, first of all, I I sound so terrible saying that because I am not a let me see your phone kind of person. Mm -hmm. But I just needed to, I just needed to know that I wasn't projecting before I left the situation. (laughs) Because I was like, I just needed to know that I was right was really all it was. And then outside of that, it was a dub. And I was like, well, as long as I knew that I was right, because that's all I needed to know. I couldn't even get to angry at that point. I was like, oh, I'm happy now that I know I'm not fucking idiot. So get the fuck up out of here. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> but yes, very controlled. Very yeah, controlled. and I and I dated someone for six years. Y'all know who, and he was such an angry, ragey, temperamental. And I remember, I remember just staring at him when he would get into these rages because it would be over. And you never want to minimize what gets people angry, right? That's something that gets them angrier. Where you'll be mm-hmm. like, 
over this or it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. It just fuels them. It's like I've learned that's the worst thing to say to you a hothead. You just gotta say okay and keep it. You just moving. gotta let them have it. <laughs> Feel through what you're feeling, brother. <laughs> like, but I used to think like, is this healthy? Like, where is the line between? we all have the right to express anger because it is an emotion that is helpful in a lot of ways, right? So you don't keep it in your body. You don't keep it in yourselves. You don't become this compliant shell of a human that's trying to people please. You don't develop cancer. You, right. You don't develop all these issues in your body because you're holding on to these emotions for so many years. We get the benefits, but where's the line where it's like, okay, <laughs> this is anger and then this is wilding the fuck out and there's some shit you need to tend to because right yeah. now I'm suffering the brunt of everything you're carrying mm-hmm. in life. And how do you not see that this isn't useful to us and how we're going to communicate and move forward, you know? And I've always dated really fiery people. I don't know if that's some psychological shit because my parents are fiery, but all my partners have been fiery. All well, of more them. fun. Billy Joel said that in Only the Good Die Young, which is one of the realest songs anyone has ever written. He was like, I'd rather laugh with the sinners and cry with the saints. The sinners have much more fun. That's what he said in the song. Like, fiery personalities, you know. It's It's a lot to learn from each other, you know, because I can be very grounding. I can be very grounding for a fiery person Mm -hmm. because they'll see how I process more internally. But Mm -hmm. then a a fiery person can remind me to not internalize everything either. Where now I, because of those relationships, I've learned, like, don't say you're fine if you're not. Yeah. Like, do not do that. That's it doesn't help anybody. And it only makes you feel worse at the end because you're holding it all in. And then it takes days and then it builds up and then it turns into a bigger issue. And so I've learned through the relationships with them. I just say it now. If I have an issue, I'm like, this is what I'm feeling. Boom. Mm -hmm. Like, do with it what you will. And we work through it. Or if I need a couple of days to work through it, whatever the case is, I've gotten better it don't always happen some days you feel so overwhelmed that you don't have it to tell in the moment but I feel like I have a healthier relationship with anger where I, I'm not trying to suppress it or repress mm. it like I used to because I realize it's just not beneficial in friendships or anything mm. but you know what I noticed too in thinking about the conversation for this I have never had like a full out scream match with anybody period really? but never women Never women. Like, women don't bring that out of me. I've never had a screaming match with a friend. You ain't never cursed a bitch out? No. Never, <laughs> never. And especially my friends, I mean, specifically. Oh, like, nah. yeah. I don't yeah. have that with my friends. Friends, mm-hmm. men or women, actually. But something about relationship, mm-hmm. it's just a different pocket. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? Like, I would never talk <laughs> like that to family. <laughs> I would never talk like that to friends, but with men. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they bring out. Side so, of me why do you side. hate men? No, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I had to be like, what? What is it that they get that side of me that I be like, woo? I know what it is. It is the. Oh, this is about to turn into a whole nother hot button, but it is the culmination of the effort that you make in every way to be in partnership with someone. And the fact that you don't have to, and you're doing it because it's them. And so when they. But you don't have to with your friends either, technically. But that's different because we're friends. So we just automatically (laughs) on the same team. You know what I'm saying? I would never do that. I just would never do that because we're friends. Right. 
But I also feel like you wouldn't do that to me. But sometimes in a partnership, it's just different. And as the emotions are heightened for a multitude of reasons, right? And so it's just... And your heart is involved. Yeah. Like, and before yeah. you know, you'd be like, ah, Khalees, <laughs> you know? Take no, me off the it. motherfucking song. You know, that's what you feel. You feel your Khalees shit. But have y'all ever judged the people that are, that are like angry and how they express anger? Like, I think in that episode of Potomac, I'll just throw that in. It kind of shocked me how they took Monique's anger. Like, everybody's like, <gasps> and it became this righteous, like, oh, my God, you've ruined mm-hmm. the, the franchise, right? which was shocking to me because they had all been messy, yelling, saying mean things, cruel things. But Holding it took umbrellas her. against each other's necks. I mean, it was crazy. And granted, she took it to another level. Like, I'm not going to say that that doesn't change things yes but not even talking about the physicality but more so just like the way that people respond to certain levels of anger with such shame and judgment do y'all ever catch yourselves feeling that way about anger that you witness where you're like damn that's a lot no because i feel like when people are performing in those spaces you know what i'm saying and being acting more angry than they truly are you can always tell and so I don't think I've ever been in a position where I've been judgmental in that way. And most often when people are angry and you can tell like it's justifiable, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can tell why they're angry. No, you don't feel judgmental over their actions. To me, the only people I judge are the people who I know aren't really that angry anyway. And I know they're just putting on to make a scene or appear tough. Like That's prime example, <laughs> this is a, this is for people who are under who are aware of this content. There's a, a reality web series or whatever that that covers like a ensemble cast of these guys in Dallas. And they just had a physical fight on the show. As soon as the fight was over. There was another guy who was at the party that just went into this tirade like launch. He had nothing to do with the altercation whatsoever. But he starts yelling, y'all got to stop because anybody hit me. I'm knocking everybody fucking face off. (laughs) Don't hit me. Y'all better not. And it was like, you don't even have nothing to do with this. (laughs) Who are you talking to, first of all? But it was real performative to me. You know Mm, what I'm saying? And that's the kind of shit that I'll be judgmental of. When people... I root justifiably angry about something. I don't judge that because I didn't be mad too. But what about when they're not or or not justifiably to you where mm-hmm. you feel like, damn, all that for this, you know? That's on the motherfucker they arguing it. with. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> Get up off the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to stick up for yourself and tell them to pipe the fuck down. You got to fix that. I don't look at the crazy person. You look more power to you. They should not be the a crazy. doormat. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what about you, Asan? Did you ever find yourself judging someone's level? Um, no. People are gonna people. Just <laughs> like people are doing whatever. I don't know the story. I like I might not agree with it or want to see it or partake, but like I can't judge nobody for doing whatever they're doing. Ain't like nothing to do with it. I'll, like when I watch reality TV shows even and they're you know doing what they're doing. I'm not there. I don't know what footage is missing. I really don't know who's right or wrong. I just have my opinions on what I'm seeing, but I can't, at the end of the day, judge anybody for anything. Right. I I will. 
I'm not gonna sit here and say I ain't been judgmental. You know what I'm saying? Like I that's what I'm like. Some I have stuff I do judge. Like yeah, if you like, anger a lot. If you were someone that angered a lot, where you know we all have that person where they're just always getting into some shit. Where you're like, God damn, we can't go mm-hmm. anywhere. It's like after a while, you're like, what the fuck? Okay, you know. Yeah, so and it's not even so much as a judgment as it is just like exhaustion at mm-hmm. this being the dynamic and the energy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like okay, it cannot all. Always be the other person. There's no way. I'm gonna quit fucking with you. Yeah, because it's just like you put in you put in my life in danger, or like the energy of of us even having fun going somewhere. It's not even fun no more. Me and police contact. You're a goddamn liability. That's the word. You're a liability going out in that, and and that can be tricky. It's like you don't want to judge them, but how? Can you not sometimes? Because you're like, God damn, what what you so got going on? So what you saying is you ain't going nowhere with Krishan Rock? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I was even saying the husbands on um, Potomac, oh, the husbands on Bro, Potomac. Saying- I would be exhausted with these women coming back to me every fucking week about some new beef. That's exhausting. Fran, you meant that too. She, she over it already. Because like, it's just like was, every time you know, they'll go to FaceTime their husband, it's like, yeah, so. And I'll be like, eh, mm-mm, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. That's why I'm they not cheat. doing this. <laughs> Probably, because it's just like, Keep watching. <laughs> Keep watching, darling. <laughs> no. But I just feel like. It, you know, I don't know. We can all lie and be like, we don't judge. And maybe some people genuinely uh, don't. But we have to be honest that sometimes it's hard to not view someone that angers a lot and hasn't mm-hmm. figured out what the secondary emotion that that anger is like covering for. When does that, that get tended to? You yeah. know, and it's and it can be hard to be in relationship, whether mm-hmm. it's romantic friends, family with people that aren't trying to figure out what is going on, mm-hmm. you know, cause then we're all subjected like we're, to, yeah, we're all sub perfect word. We're all subjected to those things you're not tending to. And that can be kind of hard and you want to mm-hmm. be a good friend. You want to like be there, but it's like, what can you do after a while? You know, you know in the Bible, for those of you that, that means something too. You know what I'm saying? I just have a knowledge of what's in the Bible because of the way I was raised, but I have my own feelings. But uh, <laughs> in the Bible, one of the fruitages of the spirit, right, is being long suffering. And there is some truth to that being an asset to what you bring to a relationship in your life, right? Like if we're friends, being long suffering may, may be me expressing patience, you know, to you for something that is a part of who you are, the totality of who you are that I have to deal with, right? But there's a difference between being long-suffering, being patient and empathetic, and being fucking stupid, okay? Some shit is just dumb, you know what I mean? If we going out and you get into a fight with the people that work at the (laughs) popcorn counter at the movies and you get into it with the person at the shoe store and you get into it with the people at, well, everybody get into it, the people at the post office, but like, if you get into it with a, <laughs> no, you, well, you know, whoever the fuck, like some stuff you got to chill out so we can fucking get through society and break a couple rules. You never yeah. know. We're going to have a little weed on us. We can't be, you know what I'm saying? All that police contact shit. You need to chill the fuck out. So yes, friend, I do judge that if, if you are <laughs> a person who is incessantly, 
involved in physical altercations every goddamn time we go out together. Every I'm gonna stop fucking turn. hanging with you. You're not gonna yeah. be hanging. And I've had, remember I you told y'all that Maya. You need to be down to get in a physical altercation, but you don't have to get in one every time we go. <laughs> no, remember I told you that Maya felt that she was that person. Mm-hmm. Shameless fight Maya, prone. shout out to Maya. Just fight and argument prone. And we were having convos about it because I was like, girl, every time you travel, it can, like, it's always an issue with TSA. This person, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not saying. <laughs> That you don't for real be going through shit, but how uh-huh. is it everywhere you go? And that's when she was like, I'm going to get a camera. Remember I told you she got a body cam? A body cam. Because <laughs> she was like, you don't understand. Like, it, it's people bothering me. And it reminded my mom, because my mom used to say the same thing. Like, she'd always be getting into shit. And I'd be like, mom, how is it always someone else's, never you? She'd be like, you don't, you don't believe me. <laughs> and it's hard because okay. it's like, Maybe it is some people that just are more prone. I don't know. It's hard to call it. So that's why I feel guilty sometimes being judgmental. But it's like, how do, what's the resolution? I'll tell you what it is. Like, I'm a person who has a pattern, right? Of Mm -hmm. when it comes to like security guards, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, me and Fury have had some (laughs) award winning moments of like getting into a security at nightclubs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it just seems to be a pattern. So now what I do at my big age is I have one of my other friends handle that. I don't know the people at the door. If I don't know the owners of the club, whatever, somebody, one of y'all got to go talk to the people because it usually doesn't go well for me. Like you go speak, advocate on all of our behalf and then we're going to do what we got to do. I remove myself because I have found a pattern of, um, you know, overbearing security uh, personnel who decide to go there with me in the mm-hmm. in that door space of the club. And ultimately, they're so inconsequential to my night. I don't even you know, give a fuck about winning the argument. One of y'all go Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of y'all go talk to the people. So you have to like... Again, yeah, yeah, almost. And and a lot of the times it's not some it's for you, too. Like, Mm -hmm. so you don't have to walk around the world being so overwhelmed and overstimulated and stressed because my mom would always it almost turned her into like the world is against her energy, Mm -hmm. you know, and I always say if you're going to be a nail, everything's going to be a hammer. And so it, it's just a hard a position tattoo. to be in. <laughs> right? That's how the world felt to her. And so I was like, how much of that is turning into how like the glasses that you're wearing when you're stepping into all these situations that's informing how you're feeling. So mm-hmm. it's like tricky. That's why I'm like anger to me is such a fascinating conversation because there's so <clears throat> many layers. There's so much that we don't really fully understand. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's easy to judge. You know, we don't know. Maybe some people really do get bothered a lot for how they look or how they are. My mom's also an immigrant who has an accent and moves through the world in a way that I will never fully understand. Understand, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and there's things that I have you have to keep in mind of how people present. And they sometimes will get bothered more. Like, that's yeah. just the reality. There is privilege involved. There's just so much conversation. I've talked to friends who have different body shapes that are like, yeah, when I move through the world, I get treated very differently than you would. Skin color. I mean, you name it. There's so many factors that we Mm -hmm. have to uh, consider, especially when talking about anger and how people move through the world. So that's why, like, I can be honest and say 
there are times where I feel judgy because it's like, God damn. Yeah. But then I have to reel it in and be like, okay, but you don't move through the world like this person. Yeah. You know? Asante, yeah. you look like you were going to say something. No, I mean, all of that is very fair and valid. And I think that's a big part of why I don't judge. I think about like all the different layers and levels to, mm-hmm. to things. Like sometimes people are angry and it has nothing to do with what's happening right in front of them. And sometimes it, it would it like, even if it's not the fault of whoever they're angry at, like, because sometimes I have received shit and I'm just like, bitch, whatever the fuck this is ain't even none of my business. So what the fuck is this? But I've worked customer service for so long. That's why I've just always been able to like oh. disarm it, Ooh. even in like social relationships. <laughs> like when you, when you serve on the table and they, they talking to you like, Hey, you're going to go get this. Mm-hmm. You're acting like that because like your mama didn't piss you off. Okay. You lost your case today or okay. whatever. Right in damn and that's not my business. <laughs> so you're going to actually ask me to get it. And then we're going to rectify that. And then like, sometimes when you talk to people without even judging the fact that they're being so nasty, because people used to be nasty to me. And I'm like, Oh no, bitch, we're about to just turn this right on around. <laughs> like that's what would be my energy in those moments. But if it's like, if I'm seeing it happen to somebody else, you know, like then in those moments, I'm probably being judgy about how things are being handled if I can or can't handle them. But overall, the reason that I just don't really feel like I'm judgy, like I, there have been people I've been I've met, you know, I hate to put her out there like that. There are times where it seems like Jay just always <laughs> in some shit, Jay. right? Like Ooh. I be, of course, I look at Jay and I be shaking my head because be like, damn, Jay had to curse somebody else ass <laughs> out today. But like, you know, I just don't be knowing if those people that she's talking to, they really are so oblivious that sometimes she gets set off, or because they really are being disrespectful, it sets her ass off to be like, oh no, you were this disrespectful, so now I got to be disrespectful a hundredfold to let your right. ass know that's not how you, that's not how you treat people. So it's like there are different levels. To all of it, that's why for me, I'm like, I just see it sometimes. I just be like, damn, like, or like, <laughs> if I see it happening often, I'd be like, all right, well, I know what time it is, so I'm just come right on over here. But I try personally not to judge, but I also understand the judging this because it's like shocking at times, like, you just don't know. So, like, I get it too. I, I just want to be, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to be good at two shoes. That's why I don't judge. I'm just no, a no, person no, that's that real. Really... There's some people that don't, they literally are like, mm-hmm. they could be around it and be like, it is what it is. That's how they feel. I just, mm-hmm. I know yeah, for you know, me, <laughs> sometimes I'm you like, just know I'm really damn. sensitive. That's why yeah. for me, I'm, just, I try not to. That's why I like, even with the anger things, like, I try to, I try to stay out of the way. Like, I'm really sensitive. So, like, I try to keep all my energy or what I got going on over here, really, right. because I. I don't want to bother anybody or disrupt anybody. So the few times that I do, if I'm like, oh, you know, how can we rectify this? Or if it's disrespect, you know, fuck rectifying this. You just need to take your ass out the fuck out of my way or whatever. Like, I just like people being able to live fully in themselves. So if you ask angry with me, even myself, like, I don't like to be angry, but I've become a blurter. Like when I feel like I'm about to second guess what I'm going to say, because I don't want to say, I just blurt out. I'm like, all right, well, it's the truth to just blur it out and then I blurt out like how I feel in those moments. But if I can't blurt it out and there's like a little build up there, I just hope people, I hope and pray that people give me some sort of grace in those moments that I don't feel like I am at my best or or giving what I give for the most part. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like sometimes it happens too. It's like you can go your whole career not doing anything and then that those one or two times you've done it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a perfect example. He played perfect for so long. He fucking snapped and now everyone's looking at him like he's a murderer. Right. And he, to me, is an example of someone that probably didn't make space for the range of his emotions during his career because he only played one, which was just like, good, 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 good. You know, always happy, always good, always funny. 
And so that's when, when we got to witness anger, it was like, oh, you don't anger, <laughs> you know, which is like, come on, who doesn't? We just never witnessed it because he didn't let us into that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me too, like spiritual people and mm-hmm. religious people will do that nice, nasty thing to mm-hmm. almost make you think like, because they're speaking calmer <laughs> or they'll bring up Bible, you know, uh, parts of the Bible, whatever they'll tell you. And it's like supposed to represent a, a sign of maturity. Like that's the other side of it too. People who will stay calm, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like not just because you speak calmer doesn't You're mean that you bitch. have your shit. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean that you have a, a higher level of maturity or emotional intelligence than I do, or or a stronger, healthier relationship with anger either. And that's something I remember. <laughs> A boyfriend of mine told me, you think just because you say it slower, <laughs> because you don't get loud, you're still being a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and you're being passive aggressive and you're gaslighting. And he went off. And I was like, God damn, call me out. <laughs> I didn't got one too. True. You know what? I done got that too. And I've been like, and look at you. Look how you're acting right now. This is exactly what I'll be talking about right here. <laughs> And it's tricky because people will will manipulate how they anger in front of people too sometimes, which is kind of unfair. You know, like you've seen mm-hmm. that where they'll, they'll, they'll lower their voice when you're yelling just so you could look crazier or, you know, little games that people yeah, play. Yeah, you got to do that. No, you do. <laughs> you got to do that. Look that's, that's 101. You all you know riled up. Yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, relax. Okay. <laughs> You just calm down. <laughs> you really, really. I don't even Ooh, understand telling someone how it's relax going and there. calm down. Oh, you know that's hot. a trigger for me. Ooh. Yeah. Calm down. And you might as well literally down, put a blowtorch on the crack of my ass to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> literally put a blowtorch on my scrotum if you tell me to calm down. That's the same. Oh my god. Same invigorating, you know, element for me. I hate that <laughs> shit because who the fuck is you? You shouldn't have been doing nothing in the first place, and I wouldn't be calmed up, motherfucker. <laughs> And furthermore, <laughs> fuck you for what you did, you raggedy piece of shit. And your mom, yeah, you just like. But I, I think the bottom line of this combo for me was like, is like they say, anger being a secondary emotion. I, when I feel myself angering faster or a little hotter or projecting or whatever it is or time traveling because a lot of times I don't even have shit to do with what's going on that's when I have to look at myself and I think Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line of this conversation where people imagine the world if everyone just stopped for a second like ooh wait a minute let me figure out why the fuck I wild out And just kind of like, I look at like the clothespin in the backyards when people mm-hmm. are hanging things. Like, look through all that shit and see what is going on. Like, look Ooh. through each fucking Reverend Dr. Friend. Piece. That's who you are today. You <laughs> preaching, Reverend Dr. Friend. No, wow. that, I have to visualize my anger that way because it just helps me. It's like tend to all the stuff that's hanging because this right here, this little reaction had nothing to do with what the fuck y'all were talking about. And you know yourself. You know when you overreacted or you know yeah, when you're covering for insecurity, <laughs> disappointment, <laughs> fear. Sometimes you will treat people a certain way because you're just scared of being hurt, of whatever might really be happening and bubbling underneath. And I just wish that everyone took the time because sometimes 
on both ends, the people that try to be too calm think that they know more. And then the people that anger so much and then will say things like, well, I have the right to be this angry. And we do have the right to be angry, but sometimes you have to look at the levels and see what's really happening. That's, that's what I think. I would love to have people's thoughts of those listening, especially... I wouldn't. It's going to make me mad. Like mental health counselors. <laughs> <laughs> mental health counselors or, you know, a more clinical perspective. Oh, yeah. You know, therapists to tell us, like, how... What's the line between healthy forms of anger that we need to make space for and make room for and anger and that's Tommy. just like too far <laughs> and baddies west <laughs> that's literally the spectrum <laughs> so wow. just wanted to have a call <laughs> just to see what people thought and those of you listening i'd love to hear your thoughts on your own relationship is it something Just you've worked on? <laughs> Is this something you've worked on? Is something you acknowledge you still need to work on? And just all your thoughts relating to our relationships with anger. And, and shout out to the women of Potomac because they be yelling every good Who signed you on, friend? With the fight? Mm-hmm. Neither one of them sides. I think they both Pick a side. Who side you on? Who side aren't you on? I none of them are likable enough for me to pick a side. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like okay. I can't pick you if I if I don't. Let me feel ask you this then. You. Let me ask you this then. Do you mm-hmm. think Candace blew this out of proportion? I think she's dramatic. Yes. Thank you. All right. That's all I need to know. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna like Candace. She reminds again. me you're of a gonna... theater kid that they just when she was like. When she was like, oh, you know, like, I've been trying to... And I'm like, you see, but these are the people that haven't... That have talked a lot of shit and no one ever hit them. <laughs> like, they haven't had fights, you know what I mean? Because when Do you, you grow up... Do you want me to? Do you want me to? <laughs> when you grow up in a certain area, I'd say, you mm-hmm. know not to say shit if you can't back Or else. And we just finished discussing that. Literally, like... You got to be prepared for what's on the it's other side of that. It's a lesson learned. And I'm in no way justifying anyone's actions. Did. No, because, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody should get hit like that. Monique, but- let her go. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you. Why my homeboy got, like, a letter board in oh, his I kitchen? Oh, I heard someone screaming, Monique. <laughs> Monique, let her go. Stop. He, got, he spelled it out in, like, Scrabble letters. He got Monique, no, let her go on his, on his, his kitchen, like, on his stand. And why was Wendy screaming like that, friend? They never witnessed no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't even Only know thing like I that, just... Wendy. <laughs> she took the wrong side. Remember how she was pointing at Monique when they was uh, at Karen's house? She's like, you took that and you took all What of was that. the general sentiment online when this was happening in real time? Everyone took Candace's side, I'm going to assume. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. there was a there was a 50 50 split in mm. people that were team Monique just because it was against Candace. Wow. And people that's who terrible. were team Candace just because it was Candace, you know. So it was contingent upon really how you felt about Candace. About there were a lot the of people person. who never liked Monique, but they disliked Candace more and were like, but she that's starts with everybody. So this is what happened. <laughs> there were. It was people who um, didn't like Candace, but hated Monique because Monique wasn't always as likable of a personality on the show. 
Um, None and of so them. some people didn't like her. And so they was on Candace's side. It just was, but there was a divide to this day. A lot of the commentary that you see surrounding that show is rooted in which side of the season five divide people landed on to this right. day. Right. Only thing I will say last thing is just the lack of accountability on this show makes my mm-hmm. teeth hurt. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. will be in each other's face. Like imagine me coming to y'all saying just the most awful shit and then wondering why you don't fuck with me or why mm-hmm. you want to bust me upside the head. Like, and I then invite me to dinner it. to talk about it. And then invite me to dinner and then we's going on on group trips. Mm-hmm. And seething at one another. I just don't. What about Giselle having that remember, security guard? I have friend. to remember that was funny though. I'm sorry, I found her so funny. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. That was so I don't dramatic. Want to be around you, I was like, Monique, beat her ass now since she's on her way out. <laughs> no, but anyway, <laughs> and the security just sitting there like, what in the fuck? Why am I here? <laughs> Wait till. The, did you watch the reunion for season five yet? No, not yet. You're gonna I'm not love. <laughs> it's one of the funniest reunions. I ever. remember clips though where she had the binder and yeah, all these yeah. things. But, but Karen, but. Karen Huger. Anyway, back to your point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, let me close this out. But thank you guys too for sharing your honest thoughts on your in your relationship, I should say, with anger. Cause like I said, I feel like that's gonna be a long term project that will always it's not linear. You know, some mm-hmm. days you you are so proud of yourself for how you handle something. You're mm-hmm. like, look at me growing up, and I'm so mature. And then a month later, <laughs> it goes down. We should revisit. You crash this. and burn, and you're like, oh my god, I thought I got past that. And you're just like, okay, this mm-hmm. is not a linear process. This is a case by case. Catch mm-hmm. me when you catch me. Situation. Event. I yep. would like event. Right. Let's elevate the language. <laughs> I would like. To explore the difference between anger, because for me, I have a very definitive boundary between anger towards people I don't love and am not connected to personally and and, um, expressing anger towards people I do love. There's certain lines that I don't cross with like friends, family, when it comes to anger, but with people in the street, it's whatever. And some people don't don't have that boundary. I would love to explore that. Right. So we'll we'll revisit this, but we need Dr. Joy or somebody. We need Dr. Joy to tell us somebody to come on here. (laughs) I would love to be an angry therapist. I talk to all my patients like Samuel Jackson. We should have Crystal come on with everything that she's been studying. That actually might be really cool. I'm going to ask her and see if she'll come on. But that's it for this week's Hot Button. Just a a study on anger. Just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. This is the friend zone. Friend zone. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Now get 20% off every IQ Bar product plus free shipping when you text Z O N E to 64000. IQ Bar is the only bar optimized for your brain and body. It's packed with brain nutrients, plant protein, and fiber, all with next to no sugar or net carbs. Plus, it's super clean label and delicious. I And delicious. Do you hear me? It tastes so good. IQ Bar is great for your brain. It's formulated with six key nutrients shown to support cognitive energy, performance, and health. No more midday slump. IQ Bar is a delicious crash-free breakfast or afternoon snack that'll help you win your day. IQ Bar is great for your body. It's packed with plant protein for strong muscles, prebiotic fiber for a happy gut, and healthy fats for clean, crash-free energy. Now, I've eaten these IQ Bars, and it's been a struggle for me to kind of implement 
you know, things that are just purely healthy or health driven, health conscious into my diet. I've never had to really struggle with, you know, the things I eat. Now I'm getting older. I do. You know, I have to take certain things into my awareness and consciousness. And IQ Bar has helped. Plus, I felt aligned because it's called the IQ Bar and I'm smart. So now you can get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Z-O-N-E, that's Zone, to 64000. Get your discount. Text Zone, Z-O-N-E, to 64000. That's zone to 64,000. Message and data rates apply. See term for details. Hey there, fellow skincare enthusiasts. Are you ready for a beauty product that will knock your socks off? We know we've raved about the wonders of donkey milk before. Shout out to Xor Botanical Beauty. But have you heard about the latest donkey milk sensation? We're talking about the SFX donkey milk retinol, baby. This stuff's a game changer. We're talking smoother, brighter, and more youthful looking skin in no time and don't even get us started on how amazing it feels on your skin it's like a spa day in a bottle and the best part it works wonders for both us adults with dry eczema prone skin and say goodbye to uneven skin tone and pesky pigmentation caused by pcos pregnancy hormones like melasma and even eczema this magical potion is perfect for mamas to be anyone with skin troubles, or anyone who wants to achieve that flawless complexion we all dream of. Y'all, we have all loved the donkey milk. I love the donkey milk. Friends swore by the donkey milk, which meant I had to swear by the donkey milk, but I swore by it because it was actually great. So if the retinol is going to be anything like that donkey milk, I'm telling y'all to get that retinol, okay? Trust us, your skin will thank you for this one. This retinol is the secret weapon you never knew you needed in your skincare routine. So head over to Melopop.co and use code FRIENDZONE20 for 15% off to let them know we sent you. And don't forget to let us know how you like it. With that being said, let's bring in the wind chimes. This bonus segment will be quick. Dustin, remember we were talking about um, in the episode where we were talking about aging, you mentioned Mm -hmm. a product that you had started using. Do you remember that? That you said it was like game changing, something that you added to your regimen. I don't know if you remember. And you told us you said that you were gonna tell us right about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's by Joanna Vargas Skincare. Come on, skincare regimen. It's a vitamin C face wash that is Mm. literally, it has been life-changing in a revitalizing way. You see the material, (laughs) okay? So it has has literally pulled me out. Just made my skin's just different. Brightened my skin. Um, It's helped with like evening out dark spots. Um, Even like the feel of the the citrus. You can smell it, first of all, a mile away when you're using it. The (laughs) texture of it, the face wash, it's just incredible. I've been blown away. Shout out to my esthetician, Shane Johnson, at um, Joanna Vargas Salon in uh, West Hollywood. Or is it Beverly Hills? One of of them. But at the Sunset Tower Hotel, he um, has been doing my skin since before he even moved to L.A. when he was in New York at the Joanna Vargas Spice Line here. I remember when you be on IG stories yeah. with the steam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, God damn it. That's that um, oxygen facial. It's incredible. But uh, they have a vitamin C face wash that I've been using and it's been game-changing for me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know and I ain't Asante. lying because I just pulled that off the dome. So you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Joanna Vargas. And Asante, mm-hmm. you've been using the donkey milk, right? Because your I mean, Asante's skin has always been nice, though. So I, I ran out. I need to re-up. Good luck with that. My toner. sold out. <laughs> look, 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 look. I keep checking the emails. <laughs> Things are, you know, just kind of. rough out but here. In you, the meantime, you ready to get a donkey and squeeze the titties your damn self, ain't <laughs> you? Look, Fuck it, I do it I'm myself. To, I okay, do it myself. I'm about to send her to milk my damn self and be like, just put the rest in the batch. Put the rest in the batch. Um, I've been using some Kiehl's products because, Ooh, you know, Kiehl's. that's like an easy little. Little, e- a little easy little read for the in between. That's always my like in between. Everybody used to love like, me some kills back, back in the day. Felt yeah, bougie, right? Nice little starter. <laughs> that was nice little entry level skincare. Yeah, this ain't no damn. Never mind. I ain't gonna shame no other brand. That was <laughs> that was when you first started getting like stable money, and you could kind of mm-hmm. like up your game. Buying <laughs> better cologne and shit. You know, buying more expensive lotions and creams and foam face washes. This is Le Labo with your broke ass. <laughs> 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 no, you <didn't. laughs> Wait, what was that scene with the lady from Dave Chappelle? Where she was like, your money, Hide y'all. Your money. <laughs> it's poor people around when they got reparations. That's the <laughs> the black people got reparations. And I she always said the work reporter was, uh, with his broke ass. <laughs> But I wanted to talk to y'all about this skincare company called Epanui. And it's okay. so nice, y'all. It's luxury skincare created by a tourist. So you already know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's from <laughs> Liberia. And her, Liberian first of all, girl. her skincare product, Liberian girl, her skincare products are really, Please. really great. But I love <laughs> her eye cream. You know, we're getting older. We're always on camera. Um, even though I'm, I'm like sleeping well i notice like the older i'm getting you know under eyes are getting yeah a little little <laughs> just getting a little oh, shade to them. green leaf theme song <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that when you wake up in the morning you know your ass you know <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too because i feel like no matter how well i sleep my skincare i eat what i do you know i sleep on silk and satin and it's like certain mm-hmm. shit is just gonna be Come what on, it friend. is and my my under eye is starting to show, you know, some discoloration. So I've been using the the under eye cream for a couple months now. I've always been a fan of this brand though, and it is so nice, y'all. Like I, it's 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 like a depuffer. It's cooling, mm. you know. I see how it's helping just because that skin is so thin, you know. And I feel like it just yeah. gets affected by the elements, you know. Sometimes. You're so tired, you don't wash your face at night and you go to sleep or whatever little bad habits you might have. Don't take off mascara, whatever little bad habits that are starting to catch up with me. So love this eye cream. I mentioned um, when we were talking about that episode about anti-aging and just all the different things that people are tweaking to try to look younger and supple and more youthful youthful i've been trying to do that through just like the different incredible skincare brands that are out there Mm -hmm. now and there's so many black ones out which is so exciting this is definitely black owned um and epanui let me spell it it's e-p-a-n-o-u-i-e and the website is e-p-a-n-o-u-i-e skin s-k-i-n.com 
and okay. you can she has facial care body care she has really dope butters and serums and cleansers i see asante click clacking <laughs> i'm not on that website oh okay you looking at something else. <laughs> no i'm just kidding i am on that website <laughs> but they have a lot they have um they have uh scrubs and face masks and old body oils and face oils i mean <laughs> you name it it's it's a pretty i mean she has it all you know a tourist gonna go in with their brand so you can shop by concern um how many steps are in your skincare routine me personally i you know mm-hmm. i don't do a lot of steps because i've noticed with my skin you just wash tone, when i do a lot of steps my <laughs> like, skin hates it i'm not one yeah. of those people i think it's because like i don't have like a, i don't wear like a lot of makeup I don't, so there's not much that I do to my skin that it needs that extra pampering on a daily basis, you know? So I, I'm very like, skincare is a, a cleanser. I have a um, exfoliant that I do a couple times a week just to get the oils out or whatever, um, or just, you know, whatever, dead skin, not the oils. Yeah. Um, I have a mask that I'll do every once in a while and then my moisturizer. And I might use serum, but my skin has become oily with age. Mm. And the serum, I feel like it just makes me look flushed (laughs) all Mm. the time. So I don't add the serum as much. I'll do it at night just because that extra moisture. I feel like I wake up and it looks really good. But my skin doesn't really like a lot of shit. So cleanser, moisturizer, serum sometimes, and exfoliant and masks here and there. That's it for me. Mm Mm-hmm. What are your steps? Uh, as of late, <laughs> so there's okay. So you, I'm about to sound really country because one of the face washes that I have it says apply to clean skin. So mm-hmm. I, I use one face wa- face wash number one, and then a, a second one, and then Wait, I use the a toner. Face wash says apply it to clean skin. It probably just means wet skin. Oh. but I, after I use after I use <laughs> my like, first cleanser, I use this wash right after. You know, I like a little, so I do a little double wash action sometimes. And then toner, um, essence, like there's like this little essence that I got. And then there's a power serum. And then I put the moisturizer and then the uh, uh, sunscreen for the daytime or at night. I have to start doing that. So bad. You know, look, we have been talking about those <laughs> for the know. for the ads. Uh, look so at, for the people bad. listening for the ads when we talking about the retinols. Retinol is at night. If you do it during the daytime, wear sunscreen. But I don't oh, recommend right, during it's the reaction daytime. to the sun. Yeah, I yes. need to do better with sunscreen. I can't even lie, my SPF. And I have a bomb Shazado. I never know if I'm saying that right. Shazado. Oh, Shazado. 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 Uh, I don't know how to say it. I, think it's just, I know, know, I know exactly what y'all talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's bomb. It doesn't leave that white cast or nothing. And mm. it makes your skin look really good too because it just looks like a moisturizer. And I and I just don't, I'm not diligent with it. Like it's, I know it should be the last step regardless. They say if you go outside or not, just getting it, in the routine of it. And I'm, I admittedly... I'm not good at that, which they say is pointless to not use it because it literally, the rest of your skincare doesn't matter if you're out here <laughs> in the streets. I mean, to be real with you, I didn't start making the sunscreen a part of the routine until like last year or the year before. Whenever we talked about black girl sunscreen on here first, right. I was like, oh, I should take this more uh, seriously. And then, you know, when know. Rihanna released her little fancy sunscreen, I was up. like, you know. 
Yeah. I'd see when I travel and I'm at the beach, I don't play. Y'all know that. Yeah, like right, I'm right, gonna right. take care of my skin when I'm like intentionally out in the sun and the water and the sea salt and all that. But just like a day to day, I'm bad at yeah. that. I I yeah. yeah I, I literally always put it on when I'm done. Even if I don't leave the house, I'd be like, all right, sunscreen. That's so <laughs> good though. That's so good. That means you're gonna be so cute when you're old. And I'm gonna be nah, looking like Cruella Deville. <laughs> no, friend, not at all. Not even close to. No, I'm gonna start soon. I need to really get my life together. But I just wanted to get some to throw those tips out there because I know we had kind of put a pin in that segment um, when people. I know Dustin had mentioned a product he wanted to share, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to share about that eye cream because it's just so good. And eye creams are tricky because. It takes so long, right, to really know a difference. Like, as opposed to other skincare, I think you can kind of tell within a couple weeks, like, whether your skin likes it or not. But I feel like eye creams always seem like a scam to me, low-key. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't really see <laughs> the difference. I would just put it on. Um, unless it was, like, a depuffer, where it's, like, in the morning, it kind of just makes you look less puffy. But for the most part, mm. I never. I always felt like my moisturizer yeah. was doing the same thing, just... Add a little more under your eye. Yeah. And that thin skin. Yeah, but I really do like this one. I feel like I see a difference. Like I said, I've been using it for a while. So check it out. Mm -hmm. Test it out. Obviously, what works for me will not work for everyone, but I wanted to put it out into your awareness. And it's a Black-owned skincare brand, which is always good to put into the awareness. So, Epanui. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Now we jump into Mr. Music Man, which got for us this week. Hey, 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 it's another week in the Music Man segment. I just wanted to talk about one thing and one thing only. (sighs) (laughs) I want to talk to the people that work in touring and... And all of that. I, I feel like I've, I've had a conversation about this before, about uh, SZA and the cancellation of her Philly stop on her SOS tour. Um, I love SZA to death. I don't want it to be a point of contention where you're all adding SZA, saying, hey, SZA, this nigga's not fucking with you. I fuck with SZA heavy. What I do not fuck with is whoever is in charge of the tour, who allowed the date to be canceled, who has not... Who is uh, the the tour date has been postponed and it just it's just indefinitely says postponed. People have said that it's postponed until 2025. The tour is ending, I believe, next week or the week after. Oh, so no. I don't know when this tour is gonna happen or the the re, the when they're making Philly up. All I know is I cannot get a refund for my tickets from Philly. Someone tweeted SZA about getting a refund. I guess people have been tweeting her about refunds. She retweets. I, hold on, let me pull up the tweet because it just, I, I just, I mean, I don't want it to be Scissor's fault, but I feel like maybe she's not informed. So I just want whoever is supposed to, whoever's telling her that things are happening one way, they are not happening. Um, <clears throat> somebody tweeted Scissor, you need to make, <laughs> you need to make my Discover feed full of one hundred and sixty dollars if you're not going to announce a new date. Um, SZA tweets them back and says refunds are fully available anytime love the new date will be announced as soon as possible now 
I've I've said this before. Some people had to take off to take off of work to go to this tour. Some people, you know, might have put money in or might have put their rent on for this tour. You know, like you just don't know people's situations. So somebody could have got a refund for this tour. They could have gone to another tour stop if, you know, within the power. They could be putting this money into being a better person. So when the tour comes back around, they can afford a better seat or whatever would have, have you the case. All I know is refunds are not available anytime any of us want them and some people need them so they can go and enjoy whoever they want or you know buy something from you at your next meet and greet or whatever you got to do but people like it it sucks when you're a fan of someone and you're not looking at how everything else works you're just looking at the artist on twitter you know going on about their day in their life and you are someone that wants to support them. They actually went out of your way to support them by buying something. They ended up getting canceled. And now you can't get no money back or grievance of any sort. Like it just sucks. And it makes you lose a little faith. So that's why my whole thing is I don't want to take this up with the artist. I need this played for whoever is at the labels, whoever is at the, the fucking agencies, whatever we doing, whoever is in charge, because it makes SZA look like a terrible person when all SZA is supposed to do is show up and do what she has to do. Right. Now, if y'all wasn't the ones that had to travel in effect or y'all didn't make sure that everything was spot on so she would feel comfortable enough to make that date, y'all are the ones that should have things in place to when she does cancel because of whatever y'all didn't do because that's why the date was postponed or canceled or whatever it was. Y'all have to rectify this because it just, it just, it sucks. And I hate to see SZA take the rap for this, but it's also so annoying and frustrating when I log in because I bought one ticket to Philly. Then I decided to sell that ticket because I was going with somebody else. And then I bought two other tickets. So I'm basically out three tickets in Philly right now because Shit. I couldn't get paid for the ticket that I sold back because you don't get paid until days after a payout. And I, they still didn't refund me for the other tickets. So it's like, I'm waiting on all this money on artists. Thank God I finally did get to see them. It just sucks that I have all these tickets that I could go see them again, but y'all won't announce a new fucking date. So I want my money back. Refunds are not available anytime and they should be. So you could feel vindicated and right in what you're saying, but you're not. And that is not your fault. So if you ever get wind of this, give it to the people at the label and tell them to do better and quit fucking up your shit, SZA, because we want to continue to watch you grow. We want more projects and we want more for you and from you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. That is I got a question really, though. What happens when yeah, you please. like? What's the process for getting your refund? Like, what's happening when you try? How are you trying to get the refund, and what's happening? So, there is an app because I, I haven't actually been through this before. I usually get my my tickets right through Ticketmaster. I don't know what the process was through there. It's just I randomly get bored and I do uh, search SZA SOS or SOS Philly to see what the new updates are. And people are still complaining that they can't get the update. But as for me and mine's where I purchased my ticket over on StubHub, mm-hmm. just so I'm giving you clear information on what's happening over there. Um, <clears throat> when I go to look at my tickets, it literally just says event status postponed and there is no option there's only an option to get my tickets to like look at the ticket, even though the, the event's been postponed, there is not an option to refund uh, them. get a refund because it, it just says that the show has been postponed and it doesn't say postpone until, or t- you know, new dates to be announced or whatever. I guess that's what postponed is supposed to mean on its own, but it doesn't give you any sort of time frame or window as to when this should be announced, could be announced, how long they have until they give you your money back. So everything is just sitting in this weird limbo right now. Have you reached out to the StubHub customer service? That's what yeah, I, I mean, they basically they're basically telling me that unfortunately, until the event has been, you know, until, when they give a new date, I can resell the tickets if I don't want them or. Um, 
they're, they're waiting for the one that was purchased to see if they want to confirm the purchase, even though they had already confirmed the purchase. So it's like this weird, like runaround thing. Mm. Some of it is the StubHub's fault, but the majority of this is the people fault, like Scissor's people's fault, not Scissor fault. Because as I was telling y'all, looking through those tour dates and noticing that she had to go from the East Coast to the West Coast for one night and then come back for shows. And then obviously it wasn't too hard for somebody on her team to be like, oh, girl, you wasn't going to make that. And then cancel it and give her grace. Y'all should have known this and has some sort of contingency in place. Like, all right, well, if she doesn't make that Philly date, we need to be able to put Philly on the back end for this date or, or something. I don't fucking know. It's not my job to know. I'm supposed to just something. give y'all my money because y'all supposed to have it all resolved. So fuck y'all on the team. Whoever is fucking up the shit and dropping the ball. This is some bullshit. <laughs> and this is exactly why I waited you look do y'all remember when we were talking about how you know when you should just go with your first mind your gut yes I waited to buy these tickets until after I bought Beyonce's tickets <laughs> because I already knew that that Beyonce pre-sale was going to be crazy which it still was but I got my tickets the fact that after I bought my tickets to Beyonce I was like you know what now that I've got that squared away let me give some of the other girls some grace let me see what they got going on so I can say I saw everybody not just Beyonce and then SZA want to pull that. But you know what, SZA? It's okay. Because I still saw you at Madison Square Garden. I was enjoying the show. Oh, I, I just wish I could exercise my option to go see it again if I could. Because I'm, I'm down bad. like $12,000 in fucking tickets yeah. that I can't get back. Do you know what I could do with that money? Do you know what the people that didn't go to work could do with their money? I ain't even gonna hold it. I forgot you ended up going anyway in Madison Square Garden. I was over here because like, damn, Mandy. that's fucked up. I'm over here mad and I forgot you actually. <laughs> I mean, thank God for me, but like yeah. there are people that still ain't get to fucking hey, go. And that's for why the people. Like, I ain't mad at it. I yeah, saying, like, I, I forgot. Because, well, I mean, it still is for me too because I was in Philly when they announced that they were doing it the day, or they were postponed <clears> it the day of, like hours before the fucking show. So, like, that shit still hurt, regardless of me seeing her ass or not. A lot of this shit should have been handled on the front end, so I ain't got to be complaining on the back end. <laughs> but that's the only thing I want to touch on in this Music Man segment, because now we're just going to get songs to play. There were other things I could have talked about and I want to talk about, but that has been very, very strong and heavy on my heart, because it sucks to see all of these people. Like, like it sucks to see that. Like, I am a fan, and it sucks when you literally can just go scissor Philly, right? Latest. Tour ends in two days. Where's that Philly date, babes? Like, like, like that was the first. That was the first tweet when I searched at the at the latest tweet. Like, I get it. People it just pissed sucks. off. They pissed right. and ha- and have been, and I would be too. Uh, I still actually, I still am. Even though I got to see her, I still am pissed because it was like, but you had me in Philly wasting around. <laughs> I was, I was in Philly wasting lost around flight money and hotel money because you don't. Some bad. people might have quit their jobs that day to go to that show, you know? Well, that's like, you know, know when people, you know when your job <laughs> pissed you, when your boss <laughs> pissed you off being petty? Like, if you leave, you're not coming back to work. And it's like, well, I'm leaving, bitch. I'm going to see Solana. And then Solana canceled on your ass. What did he say? It's fucked up. Music can't <laughs> I listen on the iPod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so, well... <laughs> now that my grievances have been aired because I could not appropriately tweet them out without getting upset, <laughs> we can move on to songs to play. We can. This is the segment well, where we play. And it's funny, friend, because also on Sizzle's Twitter, like five or six days ago, she tweeted uh, the Cleo song talking about this song makes me cry. It's like, girl, we want to hear your songs make you cry, but your ass don't want to get on the stage up in Philly for us. <laughs> I don't have any new songs. 
No new music. Yeah, I haven't been really. You, don't you want to play Candace or something? Oh, well, you ain't there yet. Never mind. Who's so uh, old? <laughs> yeah, I don't have no new songs. I got you. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been. I wish I could leave. I wish I could leave. <laughs> okay, so, friend, you ain't been listening to nothing new this week. That's no. okay. <laughs> we we <laughs> still love you and are enjoying you nonetheless. Because you real. Still... If nothing else, she real. She said, I ain't going to fake it, shit. I ain't. She, she real, all right. <laughs> at, look, after that moment, after, after that, that, look, Fran said she ain't about to Doesn't drive back. didn't even catch it. He <laughs> didn't. He missed it. I he know, missed that I, moment. I don't, don't, don't sleep, because y'all know I just caught it. He you said, talking about she ain't want to drive back. I know you caught it. You just you didn't hear me humming. But you still caught it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anyway. Yes, please. Here we go. First song I'm going to play is by Sexy Red and Takey of Takey. Fuck that shit. Um, and it's called Pound Town. This song is dope. This is by Abra, A B I, and it's called Thinking of You. Just love taste. Yeah, okay, just a little taste. The last song, this Usher new song is called Glue and it's about sucking dick. Whoa. Usher? I need you 
so high. Mm-hmm. All right. Take it to the real buttery. Right. <laughs> That's it for me this week. Oh, I want to hear Kristen Chenoweth sing that. <laughs> she was so random. <laughs> wow. I'm a session. That, um, <laughs> I don't know why that's now visual in my head. And wow. Maybe there'll be a remix, a duet. <laughs> I am trying to figure out what to play first. So I'll start with the ladies. Um, Dochi has a song with Kodak Black. People are mad oh, about bye. it. But wow. <laughs> I mean, Dochi looks good. The song is good. And um, the video is hot. So go check it out. Again, Dochi, what it is, uh, Black Boy in parentheses, with Kodak Black. Here we are. What it is, ho, what's up? Every good girl needs a little thug. Every black boy needs a little love. If he put it down, I'ma pick it up, up, up. Baby, bedroom fully in a bando. He gon' make it flip through it with no handles. Never switch your sides, only switching angles. Ooh, we go crazy like Rambo. What it is, ho, what's up? Every good girl needs a little thug. Every black boy needs a little love. If he put it down, I'ma pick it up. What it is, ho, what's up? Every good girl needs a little thug. Yes, Dochi is back. And she is still making that heat. Um, other artists that I want to discuss this week. Uh, Real damn. quick, that song, I know she sampled Trillville, but I heard mm. she sampled TLC too. And I was trying to figure out like, well, what TLC sample is this? But I just heard it in the beat. That's the beginning of No Scrubs. That's the beat. That's what they sampled. Yeah. Damn, who was I about to... The interface on this is different now. Oh, actually, shout out to Alex Vaughn. She dropped a project last year called The Hurt Book. Didn't you play something um, from her before, Fran? That was yeah. me. Well, I think we both did. Wait, what did you? Me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, but Dustin plays so much stuff that you wouldn't know. Never know. I ain't no one trick pony. You, you never know, okay? <laughs> Fran, do you remember what song of hers you played? I couldn't tell you because it was not recent. All right. Well, all see. good. Uh, last year, she dropped a project called The Hurt Book, um, I believe in September, October time. Anyway, she's released this project called The Hurt Book, but it's the Homegirl Pack featuring two new remixes and a brand new track. Uh, a remix with Summer Walker on a song, Ari Lennox on a song, and a new song with Money Long. So... Your girl, Alex Vaughn, is out here just giving you more music and more features with the ladies to say that we can do this shit together, um, hence the homegirl pack. This song was on the original release. It's called Keep That Energy. This was, I don't know why this was so funny. This song was, uh, this song was hidden at the time, so it's still hidden. Uh, Keep That Energy. Keep that energy to yourself. Ain't got time for your petty games, I'm getting older Few notches under my belt Wishing that you would change, so this is closure And I might be, might be too much And you're likely just not enough It's just some things I need Can't blame me 
Like all the layering and everything, you know, it she's was. singing on there. Yeah, but uh, that one's been Her out. Voice is really pretty. The new, yeah, the new song sounds super dope. But I had to give uh, to that. That song had been out, and I'm just not been put, being put on to it. But please don't sleep on Summer Walker and Ari Lennox on the project and Money Long on the project. But I just had to play that song because I was like, damn, no, this is what y'all was working with. I don't know what songs the other girls heard to make them be like, girl, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get on your project. But Time Alex got it. No. I, I mean, Alex Bond song, but <laughs> I hear you. She I heard hear you. Time Machine was like, girl, this is studio address. Okay. Because <laughs> you got to be honest. For the last artist, uh, I'm going to shout out Nia Amber. She was actually the artist that performed at Nia the Amber. See the Thing Is uh, Friends with Benefits Atlanta tour stop. Nia, her team were super amazing and hospitable, and she sound beautiful. So I wanted Aww. to go on ahead and play her record. This song is called "Fucked Up." It's the latest All release, right. and um, yes, my kind of music. Didn't mean to go through your phone. Now I see you texting other hoes. Damn right, I gotta let you know. No, so yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm gone. Cause the love ain't here no more. And now this house ain't a home. No, cause you move like you got no feelings. Time to give you a dose of your own medicine. Might just hit up your friend. Cause the love we had wasn't shit. Yes, y'all got my girl fucked up, so she put it on a record. She put it on a wax. Rockstar Music Group. That's me and Amber. Uh, support her. Support Trina. Support the lifestyle. Yes. That's it for the Music Man segment. Now we can take it on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, what have you been watching? Everybody's talking about it. SWV and Escape, the Queens of R&B, which is airing on Bravo currently. You can also watch it on Peacocks if you have the app. (laughs) Um, It is in my book. (laughs) It's plural in my book. It's on Peacocks. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, everybody's talking about it. We have never seen antics from a mama on television like we have from Mama Gloria who is the Yikes. mother of Tamika Scott and Latasha Scott Bivens. Making her the fifth member. I'm about to play that right now. Let's listen to this. Okay, I am the fifth member. When I first put that microphone in your hand when you was a little girl, I am the fifth member. When your daddy walked oh. out on me and he didn't care whether we swim or sink, I am the fifth member. Now, that's just an example of the like hidden system of a down, the toxicity of our city, of our city. Yikes. Toxic ass Mama Gloria, who literally shows <laughs> deliberate favoritism, deliberate and blatant favoritism to Latasha Scott. Um, she was in Tamika Scott's home because Tamika invited her mom. They needed to talk about the big blow up disagreement they had, where Tamika called out the fact that 
Latasha and Rocky stole my money and mama didn't say nothing. She got quiet then, just like she quiet now. And the mama was quiet, (laughs) except for when she was blaming Tamika for everything. So she invited her into her home to have to try to bridge the gap or whatever. They cried. They end up hugging. The mother finally shows some sort of like love and compassion towards Tamika and she hugs her and tells her she loves her and that she has always loved her. She's her baby girl. She says all these things, but to me at a certain point, your relationship with your parents has to evolve beyond this pretend boundary of because I'm your mother, you know what I'm saying? As a meter for the way that you behave and engage with each other. Like I'm 40 motherfucking years old. Tamika Scott, I'm speaking about, you know, she's 40 some fucking years old. Why does she have to say, well, I love my mom. I'm not going to disrespect you, mama. And the mother feels like I have raised you and your daddy walked out. I don't deserve disrespect of no kind because I'm your mama and I'll whoop you, I'll kick your tail. No, you won't. We're both grown, once a month bleeding women, you know what I'm saying, who we're not going to, you know, like this is not going to be that sort of, who are you? What, what makes you, gives you the right to use that as an excuse to really bad behavior? She was being really harmful and and straight up like rude and disrespectful the same disrespect that she uses as a pillar of of whatever in the relationship that's her coming to get you (laughs) i know he's not talking about me like i'm not gonna just come up she's driving she's driving it and ain't nobody in the back (laughs) she's just flooring the ambulance on her way to cuss me out okay and go off on me because she is the fifth member because Tamika told her, you're not the fifth member of Escape, mama. And she said, yes, she was. Because when her daddy walked out and they didn't know if they was going to sink or swim, she is the fifth member. And no, she's not. So there's a lot of entitlement. At that point, I want all the mamas to come in there. I wanted Mama Joyce to come in there. But, oh, really? No. Oh, I bet no. She, she ain't talking like that to Mama Joyce. And <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, nope. tiny mama ain't really having it either. And the whole reason that they're arguing is over a brand new royalty that Tiny's mama signed them all up for. So Tiny's mama is in their business in a good way. This woman right here just has a sense of entitlement and shows favoritism to Latasha because, and Tamika already, uh, hold on, I'm going to use my gay words. <clears throat> How you doing? Tamika, she had um, she had clocked the, uh, the T about guy. the situation when she said, <laughs> thank you, because I got just as much at stake in the homosexual language as anybody else. Now, what she said was... That her mama, um, uh, I don't even remember what the point I was making any damn way. Oh, she said that her mama was rude to her because she looks and acts like their father. And their father oh, left them. Lord. And you see the mama brought it up. And the way she was just looking at her through them evil eyes and beady uh, see, this ties into high buttons. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. people treat you like shit and all angry and ain't got nothing to do with you. You know how the end of a lemon protrudes? (laughs) That's how her eyes was looking and the the lid was going on when she was cussing that fiery tone, using that fiery vocal tone with her daughter. It was really (laughs) crazy. Um, But the show is good. Shit like this, this horrible stuff that we hate for her, for Tamika, is what makes the show good. Also, what makes the show good are the after shows, the multiple after shows and the the never ending content and commentary online. So there's several YouTubers who I want to take a second to give a shout out to if you guys are looking for bonus content related to watching SWV and Escape. These are additional perspectives on what's going on that really kind of 
you know, may inspire new thoughts, whatever. It's just entertainment for you guys. So, of course, we're going to start with the OG Funky Dineva. We love Quentin. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Funky Dineva. <laughs> his commentary on this has been hilarious um, on his YouTube channel. So, shout out to Quentin. Also, um, DJ Richie Sky. That's another one you need to watch his reviews and recaps. Very fair, objective perspectives, but still, you know, truthful and honest. Um, Jay Lee's Corner. I told y'all about Jay Lee's Corner a long time ago when we were talking about Monique and DL Hughley. Jay Lee's Corner is once again chronicling and following this to watch her YouTube channel. Also, Ashley Shy Miller. Ashley Miller, that's our girl. She lives a, she's a Chicago native and she fucks with the friend zone and we fuck with her. I've um, seen but, Ashley's tweets. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of this is Ashley great Miller. YouTube commentary. Um, Kempire Daily is cool too. There's a lot oh, of people. Kempire. House of Aaron, yeah. House oh, of Aaron. Shoot. Aaron is following this. It's a bunch of black youth. Uh, my boy James Caldwell, Spill It Boy TV. We can't leave him out. It's a bunch of black YouTubers who are creating bonus comment and additional commentary. Points you may agree with, points you may disagree with. But if you're as involved with this SWV and Escape Show as I am, because it's literally sliced bread of television. Okay, it's the best <laughs> thing on fucking TV. Um, and you, if you're not watching it, what are you watching? You know, that's what, they, what I have to say. So check it out. Swarm. I watched it. Oh, and what did, I you, say, say, did you say yeah, Swarm? Um, nope, I watched the first yeah. episode. Ooh. First two episodes. Um, <laughs> uh, it reminded me of <laughs> I May said, Destroy uh, You, sort of. I don't know. And then, like, um, I really? thought Paris Jackson's cameo was hilarious. <laughs> Um, can we end the episode? Never mind. I'm sorry, friend. This but is it was just a bunch of crazy shit day. happening. And what you know I what? Do? You know what? You know what you did. But he you said know I what? made destroy him. Like really? I don't know. mean that shady. I'm like. I think really? it was like the wardrobing what? and like the some of the shots. The you know what I'm saying? The colors. It just reminded me. I definitely me, got you know? Atlanta for sure. Yes. Like yeah. Yes. Well, see, like I didn't. I got the like, way it shot felt like Atlanta to me. Oh, I don't know. It what just is, was weird as hell. What did y'all think of it? The music was great. See, you know, the music was a great. lot of very. I, I will say. Uh, friend, did you watch the whole thing? I did. I I could. I couldn't. I could not. not. What am I trying yeah. to say? I, I feel I the same way, not. right? <laughs> okay. So favorite uh, episode six was my favorite episode because it was just so ridiculous, but still funny. Which and, one is that? Know, guess, the... the the one with the cop, the the detective. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> that was the only one that felt like it was for me. Like I was like, all right, well, this episode is here just for me because like. <laughs> The, like it's it's it knows it's ridiculous right. and I and thank you. The rest of it, very interesting commentary. <laughs> um, I just don't know how to dissect it. I'm gonna Same. continue I, watching it. I I'm gonna watch the rest I, of it. I feel like I get what it's. You'll like episode six. Dustin. I get what it's saying and like I get it. Yeah, you right. Know, like I understand layers, it. You know what? It strange enough kind of ties into our hot button. It's like the layers mm-hmm. of rage it's and crazy. anger that people carry and you not necessarily knowing where it's coming from. Why? Why does it look like this? Why is she doing she, all that? <laughs> what I will say is she looked crazy from the very beginning to me. Like from the very beginning, I was like, okay, like that's little, the one that's going to tick, that tick, tick, boom. I'm like, she's nuts. Because <laughs> Chloe's, you know Chloe crazy. was living her life. What was her name? Marissa? Uh, Marissa, Marissa yeah. yeah. She was living her life. 
but the girl I also just Dre, felt a little Dre. I felt a little disconnected from it. Like everyone being like, oh my God, like and I can't say it's not good or bad, but I just was like, I just feel like I am just completely disconnected from it, if that makes it's sense. It's like beer. It's an acquired taste. This is a show that you either love or hate. You know what I'm it's saying? Just not or maybe me. not hate. Yeah, but it's, yeah, you know, no, it's not even not. a hate. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's not, I can't that's sit here thing. and say it was good. I can't sit here and say it was bad. I just feel like I don't know what the it, fuck it am connect. I watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it you didn't connect with like- me as a person. I was like, and wow. That's not this a slight against it. It's just no, no, what no. your takeaway was. You know what I had to, you, you know what my takeaway from that uh, for that was? Um, Random Acts of Flyness season two. <laughs> I tried. I actually oh, watched with the up until bunny and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch? Did you finish that season? No. Uh. Uh-uh. I watched till episode three or four, and then I called Latasha. And once Latasha told me that she didn't finish it, I was like, "All right, well, good. If you don't get it, <laughs> wasn't this shout out to Latasha's thread for Swarm. This. The main actress was in Random Acts yep, of Flying the, fir- the first too, season. Which is kind of trippy. Yep. Yeah. Dominique Fishback. That. I think that's her. Yeah. Name, right? Hmm. Yeah, she was in it because I remember her face in that first episode of season two. Yep. So that's kind of trippy. She can act her that's ass type of, off. Everything I've seen her she, she likes good. to be. But this is just like when I was watching, y'all know me. I don't be, you know. <laughs> so like when I was watching this shit, I was like, Yeah, it was just the core. I was like, My God, today. <laughs> I was like, All right, I went to cracking my neck and. I can't wait for you to finish this and I have some more I have more questions for you it was more so just like I had questions for her it was more so like what you do that for like like like, because I felt like it really wasn't even you want to talk about judging somebody you know what I'm saying I was like and this is literally like the perfect example like if I was her friend I'd be like all that like first of all stay away from the cutlery Okay, you can't <laughs> you can't fix a plate. You can't do none of that. You need to eat with your hands, bitch. Like you, you, your motherfucking ass. You need to just. You know what you need to do? You need to graze. We just gonna set your foot on the, your food on the floor, and you need to just graze around me, motherfucker. Because hey, you don't need to be around us. No, you ain't clipping nothing. Okay, oh you ain't doing. You ain't opening no Please. packages. Don't no knives around you. Not because <laughs> okay. she is a. Wild card, you hear me? <laughs> like, what? And my thing again, friend and Asante. I'm like, why, what you do? Like, why you? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, you're gonna, you're gonna continue to ask as you watch. She hear them. Like, she like, hear that hive, and then, and next thing you know, when she start hearing that, <laughs> these words, Next thing you know, I'm like, if they don't cut the vacuum off, I thought it was a vacuum at first, and I was like, oh, swarm. <laughs> and there was like a little sound like when you get a text that <clears throat> it kind of alerted you that she was about to snap it was like a thing mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. kept hearing mm-hmm. that I was like you know, whoa I had my TV so low because of these fucking white people oh, and now I'm yeah. so like you know what I'm saying <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like that's crazy I that watched I it so and, I, and I it was this is the thing about it though it was like interesting enough that I kept going to the next episode, but then yeah. it was more so like I don't know what I'm watching. Like this is crazy. Yeah. It just felt crazy, and I knew See, we were going to talk about it. So I was like, let me just finish it because I'm sure we're going to talk about it on the show. See, I actually like that type. I mean, not this particular overall, like, but something about this like black 
social kind of like <clears throat> I don't really like you know horror, but like social drama comedy. Like I kind of like this genre. It's just that it was a little too um, abstract at certain points for me, and I was just like, all right, maybe I just need a little bit more. <laughs> like maybe I'm a little too simple because I feel like I <laughs> understood. Simple. I mean, yeah, like, look, I understood all of it in Atlanta, even like the like the super absurd parts or like the super mundane. Like I was able to get that. But like I couldn't really get every tone or texture in this, but I was able to get like the majority of but still not understood understand what I feel like I could grasp. So, yeah, I don't know. I need to do a little bit more. I need to go check Latasha's thread. And, uh, she did a her thread. It's incredible. It. It's incredible. Yeah, Shout out to so just Latasha. OK, Shout I need out to, to just check Latasha. it out. She'll help me see what mm-hmm. I maybe just didn't. Broke down so many things. And I also want the record to reflect, like, I want to be um, in a space of of not understanding the totality of my entertainment, my scripted entertainment Mm. like this. I don't want to be able to predict what's going to happen. I want to to take in themes and and contexts that I wasn't expecting and predicting. This is interesting for me in the same way that I'm not really into fantasy shit, but I watch Lovecraft Country every week. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it was such a... Refreshing. Yeah. It's an opportunity for like a new story. And I think that's what I liked about this. It was like different like finally just some shit we haven't fucking seen because mm-hmm. I feel right, like because I sure ain't never seen this shit I ain't never before. seen how <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga said it I've never seen one like that something new something, something new. new and even if I don't connect I can appreciate that a space was given for it to be created because mm-hmm. we tend to see the same shit and it just was like I at least I fucks with that you know it yeah, was it wild like it the was theme a that BMF said time. At least we can wish it luck. So I want the show to be successful. <laughs> At least you can wish me luck. Oh, yeah. Shout out to BMF. Also, wrap this thing on up. Shout out to BMF. Um, the season two season finale came on. Um, I love oh, BMF. Yeah. Fran loves BMF. I know you're Sante sad. I'm very sad because Cash Dow's brilliant That's portrayal the part of meant. the character Monique. You know, passed away, but she went out like it's a G and an Cash Dow played the fuck out of that part. And she's a bona fide credited actress and with much more work to come and a brilliant new mixtape that's successful and a beautiful baby uh, boy who's growing up. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing just fine. And I loved her. She did her damn thing on BMF two seasons deep. So shout out to her. She was coached by Tasha Smith um, to prepare oh, for this okay. role. She, and she really like did a great performance. So shout out to Cash Doll. This was great for her. And I love BMF, but the show is, um, the theme song to that show is funny and Carrie's ass. <laughs> shout out to Carrie, friend of the show, friend in real life, who tweeted yesterday in all caps, at least you can wish me luck because somebody threw <laughs> a BMF themed birthday party for a one year old. I saw that. Wow. I saw that. <laughs> at least you can wish me luck. Charlie Charlie Wilson singing that shit. <laughs> Anyway, I let so it play. It. I never skipped mm-hmm. the intro. Cause Me just- either, because I was so happy. You'd be so happy to hear that music when it comes <laughs> on. That and, oh, and one more thing in the Stars universe. Ghost, Power Book 2 is uh, yep, back on. Back. Season mm-hmm. 3, the season oh, premiere damn. was so damn good. Monet was not having it. And Mary J. Blige's acting chops have really, like, she's getting so good. She's good. She's mm-hmm. playing the hell out of Monet Tejada. And shout out to Lil Mo. My girl Lil Mo was singing on this at the uh, the funeral (laughs) for Zeke, the the memorial service for Zeke. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Asante. And the wardrobe department be over there doing a the damn thing because Tariq be having on some shit. Tariq and Kane both be having on some shit. And I be like, I need to call my dude is sexy. Tariq don't got that. age. Mm-mm. Still looking, look, still looking so like he's shit yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby shit be yellow as hell. But anyway, Ooh. all right. Well, that's it for TV land, y'all. And thank you. Ooh. Which means that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you so much. And we'll catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. At least you can wish me love. (laughs)